It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is The Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. With Bailey. I, I say I'm an idiot all the time if I screw up. Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey. <laughs> and Nelson. Classic Nelson. This is show from the pressure was on. Son of The Bailey Show. All right, here it is, a Friday, the 19th day of May, 2023. Thanks for being here. My name's Jason Bailey. Right there, that is Nikki D. That is me, TGIF. Yep, there's Nelson. Thanks for letting me in the building. Mm-hmm. And your phone number, 916-909-0985. Always free on the Odyssey app, of course, anytime, anyplace, anywhere. Uh, also on thebaileyshow.com. Plus, get our podcast there maybe over the weekend if you are a weekend podcaster. Please tap into ours. We'd appreciate that. And then on social media, listen to the BS, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and on the YouTube at The Bailey Show. I know tomorrow, you two, Nikki D and Nelson, will be at Brews in the Burbs, Sunrise yes. Marketplace. Yes, we will. Later on in the afternoon. I think that's going on pretty much throughout the entire day, correct? Uh, we'll be out there from 4 to 7. Yeah, but the event is going starts, on. Yeah, from yeah. 12 to 8. Yeah, so that'll be going on throughout the entire day. Uh, just be careful, you know, Jen, Jen, one of my dogs went nuts last night. She's now torn two pillows, you know, cause she's got to be in the crate when I leave. Yeah. She's just bored. She'll be fine. I, I, I'm going to do a little trial and error with her this weekend. Cause I'm a dog whisperer and I think she'll be fine. What? Yeah. You're the farthest thing. You're a dog screamer. No, I'm not. <laughs> Your dogs listen to me. I'm telling you, they are well behaved. They do what I say, except that fat fat. He's a little runner, but I I know what to do now with him. So <laughs> I got it under control. It's, uh, it's an oxymoron. <laughs> fat fat's a runner. <laughs> I got it under control. <laughs> <laughs> Last time Nikki D watched my dogs. Not her fault, by the way. Uh, one of the gates was not properly secure because of some workers that I had. And Fat Fat just moseyed out and uh, starts wandering around the neighborhood. And Oh, my God. Uh, you know, it just makes, I'm like, makes my heart sink, right? And, but what makes me laugh Your is heart. watching Nikki D <laughs> trying to chase down Fat Fat in the neighborhood. I was running around like a mad woman. My heart was beating so fast. It took uh, like two days for like my heart to stop hurting, like physically hurting. That's how fast I was running around. <laughs> And my mom's on the phone like, where, where, do, or do you see the dog? I'm like, mom, I'm looking. Like, calm down. Like, I got to think. I can I see that, too. talking to me. She's, she's got to have, like, five people on the phone with her. Like, she can't, she's streaming, and she's got earbuds in, and that's how she is all the time. She's like, oh I'm talking God. to somebody right now? She's like, I'm streaming and talking to my mother and my sister. Uh-huh. I'm okay, and I'm texting my uncle. <laughs> All while vague booking. Yes. There was a lot going on. And doing your stupid headlines. Okay. <laughs> and looking for fat fat. Yes. You know, you know, so I'm sure they'll be just fine with you. Just, oh, they will. Just may they just they're gonna probably want to sleep with you. And I they're know you're not, not sleeping with me. I know you're not a fan of that, but I'm just telling you. <laughs> no. They like they like they like the human touch. See, you said that the last time, and they didn't even come into my room. They stayed downstairs the entire time. Yeah. Now, with Jen being there, Jen is the only one that has been wandering up into my room a lot more. So she might come, but the other two, they didn't come up there the whole time. Can I tell you something about Jen, Jen? What's that? 
she she doesn't lick your face. I mean, she will every once in a while, but she loves when you just give her hard kisses on the like her nose is so squishy and you just go. <laughs> I don't do all that, and you. And know then her it. teeth gets like, and her teeth comes out of her lips, and she's like, kind of nibbles at you. You go, that's for sure, no, not happening. That's not happening at all. And you know what? Your dogs don't even try to look at me in my face. Have you not noticed that? They yeah, because they they're afraid it. of you. You probably beat them when I'm out there. She bites back. Don't worry, I got no, extra I cameras on now. <laughs> I know gonna, you have cameras. I'm gonna catch you. No. <laughs> I'm gonna catch you. No, I don't beat them. They just sense from me. She probably ain't with all that, so they don't even try it. <laughs> yeah. They just play regular, do dog stuff. Do dog don't st- lick me in my face. This this woman just ain't into it. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my daddy back. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I got. I'm taking the red eye tonight. Going back for my daughter's graduation. I know I mentioned it a couple times. I've got my. Uh, flying, regulating gear on. Um, Let me see. Yeah. Respect, gratitude. Well, that's not the shirt. It doesn't matter oh, what it says. Oh, okay. But well, actually, the shirt's a comfy shirt. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Ohana family. That, oh, I don't that's get a, regulated a rock, from that. It's a rock shirt. But, but your shorts look like you might regulate. Well, okay. So yeah. here, here's the plan. Yeah. Right? You got so, camo shorts on. Yeah, but it's you're, you're missing the point. You're, you're you're looking at the aesthetics of it. It's not, it's not, I'm not looking to regulate. Actually, I want to be off the radar. I don't, I want people to. If there's something goes down on the plane, hopefully not the plane, but if something goes down on the plane, mm-hmm. I, I want them to think I don't even want them to see me. That's why I'm wearing camo. I'm going to blend oh, right in. God. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. So, I, I, are you on a military plane? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. We got jump seats. <laughs> <laughs> me and the other 200 passengers lined up on the side. <laughs> uh, no. So I've got uh, I've got the belt on, okay. right? Because that's my weapon. Oh, right. If, if need be, and I got closed-toed shoes on in case I have to drop kick. Okay. Right. Um, the only thing that I forgot, and last like I, last time I uh, took a red eye, it was the only, first red eye I ever had ever taken, and it was glorious. Right. I mean, I got on the plane, I popped. You know, I usually don't pop pills because I, I got to regulate. Was there anybody on your plane? Every time it's packed. Yeah, because a a a Ron was like, "Don't worry, nobody's gonna be on the plane. You'll get up and be able to move around." And I was so excited. And then I got to the airport, and they were like, "Yeah, the plane's full." And I'm like. Every flight that I've been on from Sacramento to Atlanta, vice versa, has always been packed. Okay, yeah, and I don't know why. I talked to some. I, I talked to somebody. There's. I, I guess there are people that live in vice versa and work in vice versa. Oh, okay, I and get they have to saying. like once a week take a flight, which that would suck. By coastal, oh. yeah. That's what I told my rent lady I was doing when she tried to be sneaky and find out why I was. You told her you were bi coastal. Yeah, which you asked out on a date. In both places. <laughs> 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 no, she was just trying to be nosy. She's like, someone called from California. Like, Are you in California? Of course, I'm in California. You know that if they called you, stop being. Nosy. You're bi coastal. Would you like to go on a date on the beach? <laughs> <laughs> Let me bring the liquor. Uh, so anyway, um, the so last time I took the red eye, right, it, I was at the window seat, mm-hmm. which was great. And then I, I, I usually don't take drugs because in case I have to regulate, something goes wrong. I know you guys listening probably think I'm joking. I'm not. I've said this for years. Like, this is a fear of mine. I'm not a good flyer. And the last thing, and it's not out of the realm today more than ever, is to have a crazy person on the flight. I ain't putting up with it. I'm not yelling at somebody. I'm not getting in an argument. I'm not filming somebody. I am going to snap your neck. It is. It, I'm dead serious. It, it does not go past 15 seconds of you having a problem. I don't care what your problem is. The second you get loud on my flight, I'm taking you down, baby, down to Chinatown. <laughs> you better hope whoever you're taking down can't fight. You're going to get beat up in the middle of the air. No, 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 no. This kid ain't like. 
I'll lose on the ground, but not 30,000 feet up. It ain't happening. He's going to give him the old pootie tang and whip that belt off. Not that I'm the toughest guy in the world, but I'm just telling you, like, it's one of my biggest fears is, is for that to happen. And then have to deal with it and then have to divert and stuff. I'm going to take him down. I'm going to tie him to a chair and everybody's going to be fine. And we're going to get to our destination. And I'm going to enjoy my weekend with my family. And then I'm going to come back home here. So simple. The second anyway, you know what I forgot is uh, I forgot my neck gimmick. Oh, the, your pillow. Right. My pillow. I usually don't travel with one, I but know. I was reminded by my wife uh, that I, I should have it because I'm in the middle seat. And if oh. I start to snooze, going back to the drug thing, I'm going to drug myself. Um, it, I'm afraid I'm going to fall on, like, <laughs> lean over on the people. Yeah, I would be afraid of that too because once I fall asleep, I can't control anything. I right. Can't control. I don't know what's happening <laughs> until I wake up. So you haven't taken the red eye. I did. That's oh, what did? I took back. Oh, you, okay. What's so what you took back here? When I left here, I took the red eye, and I took a regular flight back. I guess. Oh, you didn't sleep either, did you? No, I didn't sleep. Okay, the noises on a red eye. Is like, everybody's snoring. <laughs> but you know what? Mine was very quiet. Really? Or maybe because I had my AirPods in listening to movies. So maybe I didn't hear the snoring. So the guy next to me on that last flight that I took uh, back to Atlanta, he, um, he he's one of those travel dudes. Okay. And he's like, uh, he's an engineer and he builds things, you know. Mm-hmm. So he's a very important guy. <laughs> this guy was sleepy. Like really sleepy. You could just see it in his <laughs> eyes. We chatted for a couple minutes. We we, you know, got off the ground. As soon as we got in the sky, this guy was out. This guy was a pro flyer snoozer guy. And uh before I could snooze, like I got some food. I was like, all right, I'm gonna fill it because I don't sleep on planes. I was like, I'm gonna stuff myself, I'm gonna do everything that I shouldn't do, so I get tired and I don't wake up. Thank God it worked. Like I woke up and I was in Atlanta. I was like, Oh, this is great. Oh, Gorgeous. That is good. But I before I this guy was out immediately and he was kind of leaning over on my side just nope. a little bit. Ooh. And he was going Arr! I mean, just the Ooh. loudest of loud snores. I go, I guess you get a pass if you're taking the red eye, right? I, you get a pass oh, if you're flying, know. period, though, because flying, normally people want to sleep, especially if you're afraid to fly. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'd give the red. Like, even if somebody, you know, leans on me, uh, I would give them, I'd give them the pass. It depends on who it was. I mean, if it was somebody who wasn't too horrible, I might give them a little pass if they were leaning. But if it was somebody that was just sweating and just falling all over me and stuff, uh-uh. It'll be a problem. Snoring in your ear, right. blowing in your no, ear. I would, I would be irritated. <laughs> <laughs> they would get mushed. <laughs> uh, we were having a conversation yesterday with a co-worker asking our advice on a certain uh, accessory in their closet and if they would pay a certain amount of money. Um, and I'll tell you about that conversation. It was kind of interesting and like everybody kind of had a little difference of do you pay up for things? And if you do, why? Mm-hmm. And with that being said, there's a new record that has been made for the most expensive ice cream per scoop. And I want to tell you the price when we get back. And at first, you're going to kind of go, oh, you've got to be kidding. Who the hell is going to pay for that? But I guarantee the more you talk it out and think it out, every single one of you would find a way to pay this amount of money for a scoop of ice cream. And I'll explain here as well. 916-909-0985. End of this hour, Disturbed, Breaking Benjamin Passes, plus the upgrade to VIP. And that package that's included for Game of Tones, if you want to stick around for that. It's the BS on 98 Rock. So one of our coworkers the other day asked us, I don't know, it's kind of random. <laughs> it was very random. <laughs> Would you spend $500 on a belt? I was like, sure. 
If I had it, why not? I would not. Yeah, I see. Here's mm-hmm. here's my philosophy on it because I'm a frugal person. I mean, borderline cheap, uh, and I watch my money. I'm tight, but like, there's those like certain things that you like. No one spends five hundred dollars on a belt. Nobody that I know, anyways. <laughs> right. I mean, we're not talking uber rich people. We're just talking normal people. That's what I'm saying. Nobody that I know. So like, if you're just a normal middle class, you know, paycheck to paycheck, maybe a a paycheck or two ahead type of person. If you can splurge and get something silly like that, then you kind of show it off a little bit. You know, like everybody has to have that extra little bump. Mm-hmm. That's something that where, you know, you just have an average house, an average car, an average family, an average bank account. You pay your bills. You have a job. You wake up. You go to bed. Blah. Everything's average. Everything's good. But you always have to have that one little thing. You're like, dude, that pocket knife is nice. Spent a thousand dollars on it. <laughs> <laughs> I do that with a bag, like a purse. Right there, w- mm-hmm. women in their bags. Yes, I do that with a purse. And then you're gonna have one bag that stands out, right? Absolutely. Okay, it's you don't understand how much it is, but I'm sure it's pricey. You mm-hmm. either was a gift uh, of it was a, a gift of importance, <laughs> or you saved up for it. And you earned it, mm-hmm. and you got it, and you like to show it off, and there ain't nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. I I, I pull it out when I'm going somewhere, and I want to look extra fancy. Was it from the uh, convict you stayed? Because he probably stole it. No, it was from one of my very close friends. She got it as a celebratory gift for me. No, she stole it. She didn't steal it. Oh, no. She purchased it. Mm-hmm. She has a very good job. Oh. She can afford it. Why did she give it to you? Because she, she likes me, and she gave it to me when I did my very first um, contract signing. Was a big deal for me. Well, back in Atlanta, yeah. So <laughs> she bought me a really nice. Should have talked to me before that. I was like, <laughs> well, I don't know what you guys are celebrating right now. But you know, <laughs> at the time we were excited. <laughs> Isn't it weird, Nelson? Nikki D has these quote unquote friends. A lot of them, when nobody has more, should not have more than five. Especially, yeah, like, and, and, and they give her things. It's just like I think she's like a madam. Or, <laughs> no, I'm like, one, one of these days we're gonna find out. She runs a soup kitchen or something. There's something else that she does that we don't know that these people feel obligated. She's a human trafficker. Oh, please. Maybe she's the mastermind behind Goodwill. You know, everybody always complains about Goodwill. They get all their products for free. Are you part of the Goodwill family? Maybe she was the madam in R. Kelly's basement. Oh, no. (laughs) Don't you ever put that on. But isn't it odd? Like they did, they like oh, I got some a friend of mine on my stream gave me that. You do have a diverse friend group because, like, like he said, I've got like five friends. Well, I'm sorry that you guys don't have friends, but I have friends, and they sometimes buy things for me. They don't buy stuff for me all the time, like every day, like y'all are acting like. But special things, special occasions, my birthdays, people buy me things. Can you remember the last time a friend bought you something, Nelson? No. Yeah. Because y'all don't have good friends. Well, no. Well, for, hold on. Let's define friends first and foremost. You don't. All these people are not your friends. The person who bought me the bag that I'm speaking of, me and her were in the military together. We have been friends a very long time. Don't doubt that. I. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> I'm just saying you can't have more than five friends. You can't tell me how many friends I can have. I have the, more than five friends. Yes, I can because it's not my rule. It's um, the rule. Okay, example. <laughs> I wish, oh, I, this is time I wish Nate was here. If you would have come to my birthday dinner, you would have saw in living color how many actual friends I have. I had 25 people just come to my birthday dinner. Okay, that doesn't mean they're your friends. 
every single person that I invited was my friend. Like I've thrown parties too, and I've had people come out there, and they're not my friends. I don't invite random people to important stuff. I only invite my friends. Yeah, again, the question is for a friend, you go, will that person drive wherever they're at in the country, in the world, mm-hmm. fly, drive, boat, swim, fl- whatever, to bail you out of jail at 2 o'clock in the morning? Majority of the people that I call my friend, absolutely. It's it's maybe two or three of them that wouldn't, and that's because they don't have no money. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, it's there's five of them that will do. That's and they the can't steal you out of jail. That's what's that? They can't steal you out of jail. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> They've got to actually fork out their hard earned money. Um, that wasn't even funny, Nelson. So so Nelson, do you? No, never mind. I'm not going to ask you. <laughs> so going to say, do you have anything of value? Value. Uh, but my rings, but I inherited those from my like my father and grandfather. Oh, I'm glad you don't wear those anymore. Those are ugly. Oh, I'm going to wear them. I just I need to like get them fixed. I like your ring, oh. Nelson. <laughs> I'm, I'm, he looks like a pawn shop owner. I, I don't mind that. I love that ring. That he ruby? looks cool with his ring. Yes. I like it. And he really loves them. I, I remember do. the first time we went out, he had like eight rings on each finger. I want more rings. I have three. <laughs> That's how I found out about it. They're all big and thick. and Yeah. He was showing them to me and all how he had to get them fixed. Uh, they got, got any value to him? Uh, the one's six hundred dollar ring. That's not value. <laughs> I mean, no offense. It's I just... got a fifteen hundred dollar wooden bass clarinet from high school. <laughs> okay, well there you go. Now you're talking. That's probably my most valuable thing that isn't a car or you know. Wow, that's sad. Yeah, I don't have a lot. Do you even play it? I couldn't play it now. Now, no. Why don't you bring it in tomorrow? Why can't you play it? I thought you were in a band in high school. I, I was in a band at 20 years ago, 25 years ago. I'll have to bring it in. I'll bring it in in June. I'll I didn't get... know he's, he looks like a band. Yeah, he was in a band. Oh, you wanna... <laughs> One of my senior pictures is with it. But he looks like he'd play like the drums or something. He's like, I'm like, what'd you play? He's like, oh, I'll play the clarinet. Clarinet? Uh-huh. <laughs> that looked funny. It's really cool. I dip it in honey. Oh, no. So it's nice and tasty when I was blowing the damn thing. Uh, oh, that'd be a good idea, actually. There's an ice cream company in Japan that broke the record for the most expensive ice cream. It's $6,700 per scoop. Oh, my God. And it's such a small scoop, too. It's like a spoon. It's not the tasty even a spoon. big scoop. The luxury luxury ice cream brand. Never heard that term. In Japan, called Chilato. Chilato. I'm saying. I'm, I'm assuming it's pronounced Chilato. Mm-hmm. That's what I think is pronounced. Chilato. C e l l a t o. And they came up with what's the flavors called bu- Bukuyu. 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 Like buku money. Right, exactly. That's mm-hmm. what I'm thinking, too. You hope. You hope it's not some swear word in Japanese. <laughs> the ingredients include edible gold, uh, gold leaf. Everything fancy has got edible gold leaf on it. Absolutely. Every time we see the thing from Vegas, the $2,000 lobster tail, it's always got gold leaf. Have you ever been into a dispensary and they have the gold joint? No, I haven't seen that one yet. <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I got our friend uh, when we are out in Denver. It was like... You're paying up for it, man. I was like, but it's gold. Let's go. <laughs> I can see that working. That's a gimmick that would work. So uh, edible gold leaf is in this ice cream, a fancy Parmesan cheese and ice cream. Ooh. Rare white truffles grown in Italy. That costs $7,000 a pound. It's also got something called sake, sa- sake kasu. It's a yeasty paste that... Oh. It's left over when you make rice wine. It apparently adds a fruity taste. Sixty-seven hundred dollars. No way. So it's ridiculous, right? No way. And I'm a person that pays a lot for food, but like I won't buy expensive shoes. I think that 
if you had the $6,700, you would do it because nobody else is going to do it. If I had the $6,700, I would try it just because it would be one of those rare like occurrences. I think that's why I would try it. Not a chance of spending $6,700 on yeasty paste, even if I just hit the lottery. What if yeah, you, I would have to have, like, hit the lottery. I would have to have millions to try uh-huh. it. What if you get it and you don't like it? Like, Can I return this? Well, that's what I'm, no. What I probably you wouldn't like it, though. It it's doesn't got, even look good. It's got cheese in it. <laughs> it's ice cream. No, not just cheese, but Parmesan cheese. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, And I like Parmesan cheese, but there are other cheeses I can think of. That yeah. I would rather put in ice cream, not Parmesan like cheese. Like a mascarpone or something, at there, least. There's a Philadelphia restaurant that's got a $700 burger. Gold's in it, I bet you. Yep, gold's in it. It's uh, it's called the gold standard, actually. <laughs> it's, so this has got Wagyu meat. With cap- oh, that's your favorite? Uh, yeah, well, there's different types of Wagyu. You've got American Wagyu. You've got you know the straight-up real Wagyu. Which real Wagyu, if you go to a butcher, is actually going to come with a certificate. Uh-huh. So you, oh. Yeah, you'll get a certificate that says it's A-plus Wagyu and where it comes from in the background. And you're paying a lot of money for that. But we we have Americanized it where you can get, and this is probably, I mean, for $700. Um, that would be the real Wagyu, I would take it. Uh, I don't know, because it's got caviar, flesh, uh, flesh fresh black truffle, lobster, flambeed. Is that flamboy, flambeed, with cognac topped with aged Irish cheddar and drizzled with honey? I don't know if it's full wagyu. What? These oh, seem like, like just A5 toppings Japanese. that's on the burger, though. Is what I'm getting from this is like they put caviar and a little lobster stuff on top of the burger. Because the one ounce pour of cognac, which is Louis the Seventh, fetches around five thousand dollars a bottle. Dang. So in American Wagyu, what they do is they mix like uh, USDA, they use blank, black Angus, ground beef, so they, it's a mixture. Gotcha. And Wagyu is very rich, so you don't need to eat a lot of it. I mean, even the biggest eaters can only eat so much. Because well, the idea is it's a lot of fat, right? No, it's no fat. It's it's. Well, I thought that was the whole point of Wagyu is it was marbled. Like uh, it's extra fat content. Uh no, I just think it's rich because of how they're fed, isn't it? No, it's the fat content. Is it the fat? Mm-hmm, because when you look at it, it almost looks all white when you see the steak, and that's all the fat that's running in between the individual little like. I've had a wagyu steak. I don't remember it being like that. No, I've never had a wagyu anything, so I take y'all word for it. It's good. <laughs> it's really good. Really, really good. Seven hundred dollars for a burger. No. I'm not going to pay $700 for a burger. That's affordable, right? That's, I mean, people can, I mean, not affordable, but I you know mean, what I mean. I have, I have $700. I could go purchase it. Yes, it's not out of reach like the $6,700 ice cream, but I would not do that under any circumstance. For bragging rights to say that you went to the Drury Beer Garden in Philadelphia? No, who would care? Nobody would care. <laughs> well, who, that makes it less sexy that it's coming from Philly. That well, you know what I mean? Like, because I've been to Philly, it's dirty. Well, New who, York City? Well, who cares about your bag? I mean, people care about it because I get compliments if I go out with it. So people care. Well, how do you know that. you're not going to get compliments when you post your picture of you chowing down on this gold standard $700 burger? Because most of the people in the comments are going to be like, you paid $700 for a burger? <laughs> That's what they're going to say. You know, it's funny. Yeah, you're right. They would. They would say you paid $700 for a burger right. while you're holding this $2,500 bag. Exactly. <laughs> and they're not going to say a damn thing about the bag. Nope. Exactly. Not even once. You're, you are correct. I would not. You get no clout from that. You at are all. correct. Yeah. I don't know. I think that there's, you know, these are edible things. So you eat it and it's gone. And you have nothing to show for it. Like, you know, you can spend $700, take your 
wife out to a nice dinner, take your family out to a nice dinner and, and have a good time. Uh, like if I'm spending an absurd amount of money on something, absurd meaning within your budget, then I want to be able to see it every day. That's how I feel too, but buy my bags. Right. Like so, a bag. I, I, I get the bag. I mean, I spend a lot of money on my hair, you know, to be honest, but you can see it every single day. And you can wear it every day. I can wear it every day, and I have wigs that I can wear for years. And actually, other people can wear your hair, so it's very useful. Nobody else can wear my hair. <laughs> can I? I agree with you. Spending money on your wigs is very resourceful. <laughs> I'm just saying that's an example of something I do spend a lot of money on when I won't spend like a lot of money for sheets. It's you just you spend more money on your head than sheets. I do. Yeah. To be honest. All right. Well, you know, wigs are fun for the whole family. <laughs> no, they're not. I understand. <laughs> I've seen your wigs. They're very nice wigs. They're very, very nice wigs. Again, just found out she wore wigs like three years ago. <laughs> Thought she just got up early and did her hair every day. Which is crazy. I was laughed out of the that. room when I said that out loud. You I were. I see that happening. I, I, I really did. I had no idea. I was like, why do you why do you wear wigs? It's silly. You don't have cancer or anything. And she goes, <laughs> she goes that's what black people do. Yeah. And I said, really? She goes, you think Beyonce's hair is real? I was like, I love her hair. Of course it's real. No, it's not. It's not real. I was like, so every black woman's bald? <laughs> we're not bald. No. And well. she's like, no, we just don't like, you just don't like your natural hair. It's not that we don't like it. It takes a long time for maintenance. And when you have a go, go, go uh, right. type of job, you don't have time. So I, I asked her to, you know, respectfully, I said, hey, can I see what you look like, you know, raw dog? So she came in the next day. She looked beautiful. Beautiful hair. She looked like Whoopi Goldberg at the end of uh, Sister Act. Like you know oh, where, that's really pretty hair. Where the hair is hanging out the habit. Yes. Oh, my God, yes. That's beautiful. really pretty hair. Yeah, I told her, I go, what are you doing? That's really bad. You don't I like, need to spend all this money on those. Spend it on, spend it on bags. You got beautiful hair. I like natural hair. Oh, so. my gosh. She didn't believe me. I was trying to give her a compliment. She got mad at me. Yeah, I can see her getting mad. She <laughs> look like Whoopi Goldberg. It's never a compliment. No, 90s Whoopi Goldberg. She was actually kind of hot. Yeah, no, she pretty. was. Come on, uh, oh, no, yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not baiting this. Late 80s into early 90s, yeah. Jumping no. Jack Flash, Flash? Whoopi? Yeah. Yes. Sister Act no. Whoopi. Yes. No. Yeah. She's pretty. No Hot. When you Hot see Whoopi, all you see is color purple. No, thank you. Nah, before you got to go before. That's the storyline, too. <laughs> Didn't help the cause. Right. <laughs> no, thank you. That's like you never go, God, that one girl from 12 Years a Slave is so hot. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> all right. First round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you what big change is coming to YouTube and what secret Mike Tyson let slip. All right. Get you your first round of headlines here in just a minute. It's the BS on any rock. BS. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. All right, there we go. All right, first round of headlines. What do you got? YouTube has a new sheriff in town with new rules. H1. YouTube just spared free users from death by unskippable ads. Viewers were hit with up to 11 consecutive commercials in a row. So YouTube is going to bring back the 30-second unskippable ad slots on YouTube. Now, they used to have that before, and then they canceled it back in 2018, but now they have a new CEO who is bringing that back. And basically what that means is you're going to have that advertisement run where now, you know, after the first five seconds, you can hit 
skip ad where you will not be able to do that. And people are not happy with that change rolling down. I got to tell you, the skip, the, the five second skip ad, I pay more attention to that five seconds than I probably do to any digital ad. Mm-hmm. Because I'm waiting for, like, you're, you're with the anticipation, you're waiting for that skip ad font that we know to come up if you're a YouTube person. You know, now there's some websites like TMZ does this where if you go off of their website, it won't play the video, mm-hmm. which is brilliant. You know, they're forcing you to sit through and they'll have like 30, 60 second ads. They don't mess around at all. They don't mess around. No skipping. But I'm assuming YouTube is, is selling it for premium dollar. Yeah, absolutely. That if you got to sit through the 30 second. Look, I, I don't have a problem. I, I know like the, the word ad is is for some reason. It, here's the here's the wonky thing about this. So for ever and ever, right, we hate commercials. Everybody hates commercials. Everybody hates advertisements. But all you can't, you, you, one day out of the year, you can't wait to watch a sporting event for the commercials. <laughs> yes. Like people don't even, that don't even like football are so excited to see commercials. But yet every other day of the year, you don't want to see commercials. Mm-mm. And you never take into consideration that those commercials feed the beast that you like, right? Radio needs commercials. You hate it. I know. Oh my God. I don't, I, God, terrestrial radio, commercial radio sucks because of commercial. Well, it, it, it pays the bills and puts food on the, the table for families, you know, and then also it gives you an opportunity to hear about people that you might not know of when you need a roof or you need a door, or you need a sale, a sale or a car <laughs> or whatever the case may be. Shoot. Like I've, I've not been, a, I'm never, I've never been a fan of the taboo advertising. Like I just never understood the concept. Is it a waste of your time that you have to sit through two, three, four minutes of somebody trying to tell you about something that could be beneficial to you and your family. I think we're used to a TV commercial, a radio commercial, whereas when we went online, you were able to just click, click, click through everything and not have to look at an ad. So when those ads start popping up online, I know for me it was like, dang, why why we got to watch commercials online now? Let, let me tell you something. You are being bombarded subliminally and non-subliminally, con- consciously and unconsciously, mm-hmm. With more advertising on your phone and on your computer than any time you're watching television. Absolutely. Because it's uncontrollable. Now it is, yes. You have no choice other other than to see, oh my God, this is the coolest raft for your pool. It's got tassels. <laughs> like, well, from a company that I've never heard of, let me send them $500. <laughs> 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 <You know? laughs> and it also, it, it makes, they make it easy. Like, oh, you just got to click buy now. Oh, come on, my credit card's already saved. Cool. It's supposed to be here in four weeks. I can't wait. And they're gonna send you a bathing suit that's too small. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're gonna get a football jersey. Like, it doesn't fit. Like what? Exactly. <laughs> what did I just order? All right. Second one. Mike Tyson may have had a tight form, but he has some loose lips. H two. Mike, are you following what's going on with uh, Jamie Fox? He's not feeling well. Something's going on with. Yeah, this is stroke. I had no idea what happened to him. Yeah. So Mike Tyson is sitting down for an interview with this uh, podcast guy, and he's pressing him about Jamie Foxx. And as you heard there, Mike Tyson's like, yeah, I think they say you had a stroke. And then later on in the interview, he starts trying to press Mike Tyson again, like to get more information because he realizes once he said it that he messed up. So then Tyson tells him, like, listen, if they don't know by now, then they don't want us to know. So so stop asking me, man. Just come on. Stop asking me. 
But of course, Jamie Foxx's family has still released nothing. They're trying to act like it's not really that big of a deal, even though his daughters have been seen at this rehab facility. God, he had a stroke, huh? That's what I I heard early on. A stroke or aneurysm were the two things that I heard. An aneurysm? Mm Mm-hmm. Like a brain aneurysm. Yeah, just randomly... Blood was a blood like a blood vessel burst. Yep, a blood vessel will burst in your brain to give you an aneurysm. There's nothing that you do to bring that on. Well, they said that he had started having some kind of breakdown or meltdown on set. That could definitely make you have a brain aneurysm or a stroke. Yeah. Valutainment PBD podcast. That was the podcast that he was on. Yeah. Uh, All right. Disturbed Breaking Benjamin. They'll be at the Toyota Amphitheater July 18th. If you'd like to go, we got a pair of tickets as long as you're 21 and up, right? Plus, if you win, you might be chosen for the grand prize, which is the Keg Crusher package. That just sounds awesome. It does. Includes upgraded seats, exclusive VIP uh, events before the show, and more. It's Game of Tones time, ladies and gentlemen. Last week I won, correct? You did. Mm -hmm. All right, so I'm going for a Tony Tone. No, 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 no. I think I won last week. Let me pull this up. Actually, you did win. I won oh, last week. Y'all, were y'all so clear to be like, yes, no. You I said won. yes first. Hello? Yeah. I, I got the sheet up. I won last week. He is correct. You, I asked the question, and you said me. My, you know sometimes my main, my brain has but to somehow start turning. But somehow she blamed you. Yes, my start turning. That's yeah, fair. I won. I get it. You did. Mm. So you're going for a Tony Tone. Yes. All right. Well, you can pick either me, Bailey, Nikki D, or our special celebrity guest, Lauren. Yes, she'll be sitting in One with of us. our coworkers. And the category this week? Fly. Flying. Fly, flying. Flying, flight, fly. Because I'm flying. Because you're flying. Okay, got it. All right. <laughs> so, noises, sounds, tones. We got to guess it. Who do you want to be your action figure and play for you? 916-909-0985. All right, start. Oh, you're already there. All right, line up, and we'll do Game <laughs> of Tones here in just a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Oh, oh, oh. I know that sound. Hear ye, hear ye. Dost thou knowest thy sounds? Then venture forth to engage in a spirited competition of Game of Toes. Hey, welcome back. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. Right there, that is Nick D. And there is Nelson. Game of Tones time. Somebody's going to get these disturbed tickets. Special guest breaking Benjamin. Toyota Amphitheater, July 18th. And whoever wins also could be chosen for the grand prize, the Keg Crusher Package. Keg Crusher Package. Includes upgraded seats, exclusive VIP events before the show, and more. We have one of our coworkers, special celebrity guest for Game of Tones this week. It is Lauren. Hello, Lauren. Hello. And Lauren here uh, is like, we have amazing salespeople, but they're only amazing because of Lauren. <laughs> yeah. Lauren, I would say so. Lauren does all of the hard work, and, yes. and the salespeople just take the credit for it. Lauren's like, yes, that's what I do. That's yeah. what I found out. Many mental uh, breakdowns, you know. Right. Well, here this this is we're starting something new with you to, today, Lauren. Okay. You will automatically get five Odyssey points from all of us just for participating. Oh, okay. absolutely. But if you win, you get ten. From okay. all of us. That, oh, I like be, that. That's going to be our new rule. And for okay. those listening, this company gives us points to give to a, a gift to uh, our coworkers for specific reasons. It's really neat. And then you like you rack up so many points, and you can buy things like water bottles and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I really like it. I got my first points the other day. I was like, this is neat. Uh, all right, Keith and Sack, you got me for Game of Tones, sir. We're going to win. Sounds good. Yep, sounds great. 
And Joe and Sack, you're taking Nikki D. All right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, Joe. And then Cheryl in Orangeville, you've got the lovely Lauren. All right, Cheryl. All right, sounds good. All Let's right. go. I used to live in Orangeville. There you go. Look at that, you guys. Connected somehow. Yes. <laughs> All right. The uh, category this week that Nelson has flight. noises, sounds, tones, flight. Mm-hmm. All right. So you have to buzz in once he plays the sound as fast as possible. You have to have a buzz in noise so we know it's coming from you, Lauren. Your buzz in noise is? Ding. Perfect. Nikki D. Faith. Going for a Tony Tone. I am. And I am the reigning Tony Tone Tone champion of the world. Mm-hmm. And mine is, woo! All right. We are ready to go, Nelson. Okay. Here is your... First tone for two points. Ding. Whoa. That would be Lauren. That's Foo Fighters Learn to Fly. Wow. Wow. Out the gate. Who invited oh. this girl? <laughs> Out the gate. Two points for Lauren. All right. Your next tone is this one. You're trying hard not to show it. Woo. Bailey. Top Gun. Top Gun would be correct. But baby, you know it. <laughs> no worries. How about this tone? Miles earned here. Whoa! Bailey? Delta. Delta is right. He's a Delta man. Yep. I just heard Miles. That's all I heard, too. But I'm like, well, is it something else? Figure was it Miles Teller? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not, not Miles Teller. How about this tone for two points? All my bags are packed. Dave. Oh, Lauren. That is Billy Joel. Nope. Uh, oh, hey, darn. Uh, that would be Nikki D. That's uh, leaving on jet plane. Woo, woo. But by who? Woo. Five. Woo. Four. Woo. By Journey. Three. Woo, no. That'd be incorrect. <laughs> Bob Denver. <laughs> Bailey. Woo. Bob Denver. Incorrect. What? <laughs> you can get back in now, Lauren. The other people have got a chance to go. Otherwise, five. Oh, four, God. Three. I have no idea. Two. <laughs> Nikki D. Did you say Bob Dylan? No, it's not. You need an answer? Five? Four, I said Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan is incorrect. It's, um. You're going to hate yourself. I, woo! Bailey Joe last... Walsh. No. <laughs> no. Mr. Sunshine on my shoulders, John Denver. John oh, Denver. John oh. Denver. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I should just pick what, did I say names. Bob Denver? You said Bob Denver. <laughs> the actor? I don't know that. I don't even know who Bob Denver is. <laughs> no, but John Denver oh, leaving on a jet plane. Oh, my God. <laughs> How about this tone? I'm afraid you are going to have to take your seat. Oh, please, miss, you don't understand. Lauren? That is from Bridesmaids. That would be incorrect. Let me off the... No, no. Oh, my God. Did she get off the plane? Did she get off the plane? Faith. uh, Nikki D. Friends. Friends would be correct. Come on. Final scene of Friends. Did she get off the plane? Oh, very clever. Mm-hmm. Nicely done, both of you. Take work on, on the floor. Voice. Good, all right. How about this tone? Faith. Uh, Nikki D. We'll get you a car, Priceline. Priceline would be incorrect. Oh. So you're a travel agent. Woo! And Bailey? Five. Get on the plane. Five. Four. Faith. Three. or whatever. Faith. Nikki D. Travelocity? That would be incorrect. Woo! Bailey. Kayak. Nope, you think. Lauren, last guess. Oh! Booking.com? No. Woo, woo, woo. Bailey? Expedia. You guys are thinking not direct enough. That would be Fly the Friendly Skies from United. Oh. That would be United. A direct flight on that one. Well, I was trying to get to the Fly the Friendly Skies part. (laughs) No, it flies United. 
How about well, United is flights? Yeah. I'm not going to argue that with you. <laughs> Woo! Faith. Bailey. Dang. Five. Faith. Four. Oh, yes. Faith. It's a lot. Incorrect. Faith. Oh, my God. Nicky D. This is I Just oh, Want to Fly. Oh, no. No. Woo. Ding, oh, ding. Lauren. That is Sugar Ray Fly. Oh, oh, oh points, man. Yes. Fly. Put your arms around. I me. love with Mark McGrath. Uh, yeah. um, right now, Lauren has four, and God. me and Bailey are tied for two. Oh, you, <laughs> oh, my. you know this stuff. Get your head in the game, kid. <laughs> oh, we are getting smoked. How about this tone? Shimofo, butterlin into the bones. Ding. Lauren. Oh, my God. That is um, Samuel L. Jackson from Snakes on a Plane. That'd be incorrect. Oh, stewardess. I speak jive. Oh, good. Woo! Bailey. Oh, that's airplane. There you go. I knew you'd get it at I speak jive. Yeah. But a lady to the bone. Yes, Lauren. Look at you. Look at that. How about this tone? Woo. Ding. Bailey. Superman. Superman, yes. I will give another point if you can tell me who the composer is since it is a song. John Williams. That is correct. What? Nice. Mm-hmm. How yeah. in the world did you get that? Because John Williams scores every awesome movie. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, oh. name another composer, really. <laughs> like uh, Danny Elfman, I guess, is the only other one right. I know. How about this tone? Ding. Ooh. Lauren? That is Rocket Man by Elton John. Yeah. I'll give you Elton John. Can you give me the full title in five? Oh, woo. Four. Uh, mm. Three. Rocket Man, two, parentheses, something. One. That'd be incorrect. <laughs> Still up, up for this. Uh, Bailey. Rocket and parentheses, man. That would be incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki D, would you like to take a stab at it? Faith. Nikki D. Um, Rocket Man, mm-hmm. parentheses, fly. That would be incorrect. That would be Rocket Man. I think it's going to be a long, long, long time oh. in parentheses. Yes. Yeah. That's all right. What's the score at? You gotta have the whole title. You and Lauren are tied for five. I have two. God, I hope she gets I'm the, the flu kid. or something. <laughs> How about this tone? A star is born. Boy, I gotta think about getting my own place. He's mad. Who's got wet tushy? I give up. He's bad. Yeah, right back at you, babe. And he's looking for a dance. Yes. John Travolta, Kirstie Alley, Whoa. and Bruce Bailey. Faith. Oh, uh, look four. who's talking. There it is. John you flies. can't keep playing it. What do you mean? I didn't just keep playing nothing. Because he got the end. He got the end from, he knew. because you kept no. playing it. I, well, it didn't say anything. It didn't say the title. It didn't say, look who's talking in it. It just. You had every chance to buzz in, too. I was finna buzz in. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, let me wait until you're fit and ready. <laughs> How about this tone? You want it? Baby, just bust a move. Woo! Bailey. Young MC. Uh, that would be incorrect. Well, That's the right song, but it's the ad we're looking for. Anybody else? Faith. Nikki D. Then you know what to do, um, this one, Travelocity? <laughs> no, that is not Travelocity. <laughs> Lauren? You can Booking. Com. You can get back Ooh. in now, Bailey? Expedia. It is not. <laughs> I can't believe it. you didn't hear it. That would be uh, William Shatner, and he would have been Priceline. Priceline. Oh, Priceline. You didn't give us no more gifts. Oh, that is Priceline. Yeah. William Shatner. I'm just so watching nice. the clock. We're running out of time, so I want to make sure we get in as much as we can. How about this tone for two points? Woo! Bailey. Lenny Kravitz. And, and the song? Um, Fly. Bang. Bang. 
That would be Nickety. I wish that I could fly. <laughs> Lauren, any guesses? Bailey, you can get back in now that Nickety is on. That is, um, oh, God, now Five, I went out of my head. Four, three, two, one. Woo! Bailey, fly higher. Dang. Faith! Uh, uh, that would be Lauren. I just want to fly. Faith. <laughs> Nickety. <laughs> fly away. Fly away would be correct. Oh, good oh, job. Good job. job. I want to fly away. Yeah. Oh, would you let it keep playing? It was <laughs> fit to do something. It was fit to come in. <laughs> How about this tone? Enough is Faith. Bailey. The Samuel L. Jackson snakes on a plane. That would be correct. Thank you, Lauren. He's had enough of this I put your guys' mind in the right yes, you did. in the right set by saying that earlier. <laughs> How about this tone for two points? Whoa. Bailey? It's a whole song about flying. <laughs> Luke Combs. Oh, that's a good guess. He was as big as Luke Combs, but no. Oh, no. Yeah, I gotta get this. You're not a country fan, then, Lauren. It's, that no. would be Dirks Bentley, drunk oh. on a plane. Oh, I've heard this song. Drunk on a plane. Yes. Okay. That was the name of that All right. Song. What's the score? Um, you have eight. Lauren has five. I have three. All right. Next one's worth two points. Last one. Okay. How about this tone? Captain Whitaker, on the three nights before the accident, October 11th. October 11th. Whoa. October. 12th, Bailey. Sorry, Sully. That would be incorrect. Ah! I drank all of those days. <laughs> I drank. In excess. What is Denzel? On the morning of the accident. I was drunk. I'm drunk now. It's not Sully. It's not Sully. I'm drunk right now. <laughs> she was fitting to say it, but you said it in front of her. All right, uh, that one, uh, Denzel Washington in Flight. Uh, Flight is the name of that movie. Okay, this, we'll go out on this one then. How about this? Nikki <laughs> D. That is R. Kelly. And? I believe I can fly. I believe I can fly as correct. Yes. yes. Boom. There you go. Two points. That takes you out to what? Five. Ah, you lost. <laughs> <laughs> With a score of eight to five to five, it looks like Bailey's back in the saddle, and Keith, you're going to disturbed and breaking Benjamin. Awesome. Yeah. Good job. You're 21 and up, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. And the reigning yeah. Tony, Tony Tone. Yeah, thank you. That, can you I have my belt? Been unseated, yes. Have a good weekend, Keith. Thanks for listening. Hang on. Lauren, you could have held that high above your head. <laughs> I, I, you know what? Maybe I'll redeem myself another time. Look at that. Woo! <laughs> you did great. You did really well. Mm-hmm. I, I thought I was going to. I had some confidence. You did, <laughs> no, you, you did great. And thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank and you. thanks for everything that you do here. And you're an amazing person. And I love seeing you every day. You're just so nice and sweet. So thank, thank you very you. much. Thank you. Well, I enjoyed yes. being on your show for yeah. a little bit. Yeah, look at that. You did great. Yeah, it was a good day. And you get 15 Odyssey points. One of these days, you'll be able to find uh, buy yourself a water bottle. I think I might get that blanket. Oh, <laughs> big spender. Uh, I want to let you in on a conversation I was having with somebody yesterday. I thought it was very Socrates-esque where I came to the conclusion, the realization, why drug use now today is as bad as it is versus 20 years ago. Mm. There's a huge difference, and it has nothing to do with the chemicals in the drug. Oh, speaking of drug use, I have something to give you on break. 
Are you back to those days? No, I'm just saying oh. something I forgot I had had of yours. <laughs> back there slinging Jay Z. <laughs> no, <laughs> giving up that rap game. <laughs> Flipping bricks. <laughs> How else are we gonna buy this two hundred million dollar house in California? <laughs> I haven't had a hit in about 25 years. <laughs> Got to go back to the rock. All right. Anyway, give us a second. Uh, it's the BS on 98 Rock. I, for the life of me, cannot remember how I started this conversation yesterday with someone. Because it's not like I talk about drugs like on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah, but when did we talk about drugs on the show the other day? The first time you ever did the, they give you that pain medication when you were real sick. Could have triggered it there, right? Yeah, I don't know. It, it, the, the conversation got very interesting with the person that I was having having it with. God, I forget. God, I, my memory's killing me. Anyway. Oh my, who are you talking to? Drugs. <laughs> yeah, drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so while we were taking drugs, we were talking about it. I don't remember who I was talking to. <laughs> it was like, all these drugs, I can't remember a thing. That's uh, why I, I put everything in my phone. I've got like a, a notes in my phone for things that I like want to talk about on the radio <laughs> yes. show. Because I don't forget. Uh, and then I don't even remember what the note it means. I know because I can't. I can't go into detail. Yeah, you never give yourself enough to to recall. I think this one was like drugs. <laughs> drugs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, the, I, I, I got. I I started talking about how the drug use today is so pointless versus taking drugs like twenty years ago. And let me explain. Is I have I have a theory, you know, I, I'm not stupid. I know that there's the chemical part of drugs. I get that your body needs it, doesn't have it. It goes through withdrawal. But before you get to that addiction in your body, it's the ritual. And we're all as human beings, very ritualistic. Like we have a tendency to do the same thing over and over again because muscle memory, we get used to it. It makes us feel comfortable, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Exactly. You don't have to have OCD to do the same routine. That's why they say people like uh, smoke, right? Because it's and you can use candy when they're telling you to substitute it from the hand going up and down. That's what you mean, like routine. Ritualistic, yeah. yeah. Heroin, tying off your arm, right? Yeah, finding the vein, putting it in a spoon, putting it in the doing needle. a little tap, right? Oh, I remember we were talking about weed and how it's not fun anymore. Like people will just they're like, here's a vape, and they'll they'll do the thing. Oh, you saying because you're, they're smoking it through like bongs and stuff, not rolling it and putting the little things in Even there. Even a bong and would, it. would be still kind of ritualistic because you got to break it up. Absolutely, you pack the bong. That's my point. But no, this what he's talking about is oh, concentrate pin thing. Yeah, the worst thing that ever okay. happened to me was I started on that concentrate. That's why I've I've given all of it up. Well, the the, the, and the I think their conversation originated from California doesn't allow. The candy stuff, the menthol stuff. Oh, right. Right, you know, and then it kind of escalated towards that. But anyway, we got into this interesting conversation about drugs and the ritual. And, you you know, even weed, I mean, that's like the highest, the the, the highest of drugs that I've done, the extent to, you know, the weed stuff. And you you go back to when it was taboo, it was illegal, you know, the 90s or something, whatever. But it was like it was at least 30 minutes before anybody even took a hit. Right. Because, (laughs) you know, you had the guy. And he had to get there, and he gets there, and he's got the bag, and he's got to separate it from the seeds, and then he puts it out, that's and, a- and, and he's he's probably gone through two beers before he starts to roll it. Well, that's how well, long ago they- 
Yep, so go ahead. I was going to say, because now they take the little thing, once you take it out of the bag and put it in grinders. All my friends that smoke, we got all the cute little things, and they grind it up, and then they got a machine where you put a rolling paper in it. It's a lot. But everybody's like are waiting for the guy, because nobody else knows how to do what the guy does, and he's very <laughs> protective. He's like the best at what he does. The best roller. That's the ritual, and, and, and you waited around for it. I mean, you could have a hamburger and two beers before you actually got to the point of smoking the and it was the ritual. And now it's just the vape. You know, it's like, here's a one hitter. Boom, you're in and you're out. You can you can do it while stepping out of a car, you know, and that's not fun. Uh, and it same goes with, you know, any of the, the you know, Coke, you know, you, you bring it out. Not again, not that I've done, but, mm-hmm. you know, you cut it up and who's got the dollar <laughs> and you got the mirror. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like a social drug. Yes, it's a social drug. I mean, you know, you have a problem when you're not doing the ritual anymore. Like when you're not doing it with someone anymore. Yeah, when you have a problem is when you're taking it and putting it out onto a foil and smoking it by yourself. That's when you get the coke problem. That, right. That's <laughs> that's when you should know you have a problem when you're doing it by yourself. And that includes alcohol. You know, when you start drinking by yourself, you you have a problem. And now, I don't agree with that because sometimes I sit down and I like my big wine goblet things and I like pouring my wine and drinking. All right, let me rephrase that. When you drink by yourself at excess, right? Mm-hmm. When you're taking too much to the okay. point where you pass out. Okay, I'll go for that. Or cry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll go for that. Right? Okay, I'll go for that, yes. That's He's not why- talking about a beer after you mow the lawn or sitting down to watch a crime drama and you're t- having a glass of wine. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about you pouring yourself a nice little bougie glass yeah. of wine. How about shots by yourself? S- sitting there- <laughs> yeah, shots by yourself. Now, shots, yes. You got a problem. You got a problem. <laughs> you got a problem. And, and, and let me tell you this. I remember uh, whatever age I was back in my 20s or something, it was like, I, I was like, God, you know what? I want to drink by myself. I've never drank by myself. I want to get drunk by myself. And I tried to force myself to get drunk by myself. And I was sitting outside. I, my, my first place I ever owned was this like 410 square foot condo. It looked like Melrose Place. Like it was an old um, hotel that they made into condos. And my porch was literally just stepping outside my front door. And it was just a little concrete thing. And I sat there in this, this little beat up chair and I started drinking. And I'm like forcing myself to drink beer. And I'm like drinking, drinking, drinking. I'm like not feeling anything yet. And then it hit me. I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) It's 930 on a Friday. Go out. (laughs) (laughs) And I I, I just remember having this feeling of depression or like WTF before WTF was WTF. Like, what are you doing right now? One, the hardest thing with me with drinking is I have to be thirsty. So even though I, I might pour a big glass of wine and sit I can't drink it all because I'm not thirsty. That's why I was worried about this guy when we were living yeah, in the Airbnb. he was drinking. drinking. He was drinking, lying about it, saying it was iced tea. <laughs> Early in the morning. That's the other problem. You know you have a problem. You start lying about it at 9 o'clock in the morning. You guys. It was iced tea. I was like, dang, that's was drinking iced at tea. 8 o'clock in the morning. There's never been a time where I was drinking alcohol and I lied about it to you guys. Except that one time you lied about it. No. Well, we all we got to do is take your word for it. I mean, we didn't taste it. We don't know. The only reason I'm saying that is because Nikki D told me. <laughs> That's cold, Nikki D. I can't believe you did that to me. She calls me up and she goes, "We got a problem." <laughs> so what's the problem? Nelson's going through that bottle of bourbon that her boss gave him. He's lying to you about it. Put- Remember the other day when you asked if that was iced tea? 
I was all bourbon. I can't believe you did that. <laughs> did me like that. I didn't do that. I said, are you serious? Are you sure? I don't know about this. <laughs> we got a problem. <laughs> I believe you. I said, Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to do about it? We should get together and give him a gift. <laughs> Send him off to Tempe. <laughs> uh, pathways or whatever it's called. Oh, my God. First, we got to book a conference room in a hotel. <laughs> and then we send them off to Tempe. <laughs> what are you guys doing in here? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Just have a seat. No, we love you, man. Oh, no. This no. is an intervention. Yeah, we all got some letters we'd like to read to you. <laughs> Unfortunately, I wrote mine and I can't read it, so I'm going to have to get back to you. <laughs> All right, second round of headlines, Nikki D. I'm going to tell you how air may help catch criminals and why Jimmy Buffett is pausing his tour. All right, two big stories from today. Stick around. Thanks for listening. It's the BS on 98 Rock. BS. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all about it, baby. All right, here we go. Second round of headlines. Nikki D. You better wear a spacesuit now to commit a crime. H3. DNA can now be pulled out of thin air. Researchers at the University of Florida were using DNA found in the environment to track sea turtles that found human DNA all over. So scientists have discovered that human DNA can easily be found. They did a, a research in the U.S. and Ireland, and they found high-quality human DNA can be readily detected and matched to an exact individual. So you could be out trying to commit a crime, and I don't know if they're going to go in the area the crime was committed. If your DNA is floating around in the air, they'll be able to collect it and link it to you committing this crime. That's kind of freaky, though. What if you just was walking by the area and you had nothing to do with the crime? I don't understand what you're saying right now. What do you mean? What do you mean what I mean? They're saying that they can now collect she's DNA. She's yelling at me. I'm just trying to understand <laughs> what you're saying. Because before, they have to, like, scrape your hand or you have to oh, have yeah, a fingerprint. Like, there had to be something do, in order for them to get, get how, your DNA. How are they going to get my DNA in the air? It doesn't make any sense. Because they're saying now that they can collect the samples. They can get it from how? the foot. Science. Just, they didn't say how. They didn't say the process. Didn't of they say it's like collecting the, it in the tube, and then they go into the lab and they put it under a light. They the 4K HP 2000 Turbo Jet Moderator DNA Sucker. I they mean, just said they collect air samples. That's what they said. How they collect them, I don't know the process of how they collect. Why do you them. do research on that? That's a very interesting story. I'm just trying to understand it. I, I don't understand how my DNA can get in the air. I mean, it might be a dumb question, but I mean, you don't understand how your DNA can get in the air. Yeah, neither do you. Yeah, it, it, I can't understand how your DNA can get well, in there because now it's a, it's a point of like your follicles, your your stuff rubbing off on your skin and floating around. I've always thought that some of, some of our body parts can be in the air. You might scrape against something and it scrapes your skin and your particles are now flying in the air. But that's now not going to that's not gonna hold up in court. Like you said, what if, you know, your uh, 20 other people were there? Well, they're saying they're narrowing it down to where it's going to be able to hold up in court. God, me thought, I thought I got away with it because there was I did it with so many people around. Oh. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no, we narrowed it down, and you look like the bad guy, sir. 
Yeah. That's not going to happen. When, is that like a thing now? Are they going to use that in court? Not yet. It hasn't got to the point where they're going to be using it in court. They're still doing the research. They're even doing eDNA, which they can collect from animals. They've gone to veterinarian hospitals and That's collected samples. So, yeah. the, what, OJ was the first case that DNA was uh, introduced, right, where they, they – they, they introduced the DNA idea as, as far as testimony and, and I the think evidence he was the first. because there is the other guy that documentaries about was it 13 or whatever it is. We interviewed him years ago. Remember the skinny white guy? Well, he's skinny because he was in jail for so damn long. No. What did he do? He didn't do anything. That was the thing. But he was put in jail and it was because of the OJ case and they, they started to use DNA that he requested that they run the oh, DNA. Remember that? Oh, and he was exonerated. He was exonerated. Yeah. Okay, I do. It was a, it was a it was a very interesting documentary. I of course don't remember it, but uh, but because of DNA, he got he was let he was let uh, let go. A lot of people have been let out now from DNA. To be honest, God, can you imagine what that feels like? You're in jail. You didn't do it. You know you didn't do it. But then they say everybody in jail says they didn't do it. Well, of course. So nobody believes it. Yeah, there's no criminals. 20 years later, they give you a knock. Wake up, Bill. We ran your DNA. Sorry about that. (laughs) Right. We're going to give you $200 for being locked up all these years. Yeah, we're going to give you $200 a day. (laughs) Crazy. We got you a nice place at the at the at the La Quinta for the next month. It's on the state. <laughs> <laughs> and a bunch of gift certificates to Popeyes. <laughs> We're oh, sorry. They got a new chicken sandwich. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. It's the year twenty twenty three, Bill. <laughs> All right, next story. A routine checkup sent Jimmy Buffett to the hospital, H4. Jimmy Buffett is currently out on his 2023 second win tour and was scheduled to perform out in Charleston, South Carolina on this upcoming Saturday, May 20th. So Jimmy Buffett was coming back from the Bahamas, getting ready to go out to Charleston on another leg of his tour, and he had to make a quick stop in Boston just to get a checkup. Well, whatever took place at this checkup wound him in the hospital. Now, he won't give us the details of what the medical issue is. He just said he needed immediate medical attention. And then he did make some comments. I don't know that I can repeat them verbatim, but he said, growing old, uh, I'll just say it's not for the faint at heart. He said he promised you that when he's well enough to perform, he'll be back out performing. Anybody who got tickets um, in Charleston, they'll let you rebook when he gives you the new date. How old is he? He is 76. Oh, that's not bad. I thought he was older than that. It's not, it's not bad. Feels like he's been 76 for 20 years. I agree. Yeah, he does seem like he's been <laughs> you know older I mean? a long like, time. Yeah, even when he was like 46, he, uh-huh. he looked... He, he always looked like a young 76. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> like, he's really taking care of himself. He wasn't a true 76. He was just always a young 76. Because <laughs> every picture you see of Jimmy Buffett, he looks he looks like uh, just the old beach bum. Yeah. With the like, Hawaiian shirt on. But he's looked like that for 40 years. That sun, man. That sun will get you. And the guy always tours. Nonstop touring. Yeah, him and Willie Nelson. Like, where do they get the damn energy from? People love them. They come out in droves to see them. Jimmy Buffett is next level. Like the Parrot Heads, that is a whole different world. They even go out for cover bands of Jimmy Buffett. Uh That's worse than even the Grateful Dead. You know what I mean? Deadheads were, like, notorious for following and going everywhere in mass. These Parrot Heads, they're... You, You know you've... I mean, you've made your mark when you have, like, you can't go through and name too many artists that have that type of following. No. Right. I mean, there, there's yeah. there's there's a few of them. There's a bunch of them. There's no doubt about it. But the, the Parrot Heads, definitely probably top five most diehard oh, yeah. 
fan base. I mean, these people travel city to city. Man, I'd say assume. top two. I, I mean, uh, name me one that's bigger. I would only say that you, the dead would maybe challenge them only because of how how long they've stuck around after Jerry died. Insane clown posse. Oh, you know what? They're probably third place. Juggalos. Juggalos. Juggalos are psycho, but they love them damn clowns. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Uh, the father of the Rockland football player, I don't know if you guys have heard this story or not. It's, it's kind of a big deal and it's starting to leak on a national level. Uh, but there was a, uh, football player in Rockland that's accused of sharing a sex video with a young lady at the school plays softball. I don't think the grades have been announced. Not that that really matters, but the father spoke out about it uh, in front of, I guess, what is it, like the city council or yes, something? Yes, And I got to tell you, this dad, I got mad props for him. And I'm going to tell you why here, because I went through something very, very similar in my life with my son. So, and I'll share that story with you, but I got mad props for this dad. And I'll tell you why here in a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Appreciate your time. It's the BS. My name is Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There is Nelson. We're on social media like all the kids. We are. And listen to the BS if you'd like to give us a follow maybe this weekend when you're having yourself an adult beverage and you're going through your feed. Like, oh, that radio show I just happened to listen to. Maybe I'll go give them a follow. (laughs) We'll follow you back. See all those provocative pictures that we post of Nelson. Actually, you know what? The picture I posted of me and Stevie B, Mm -hmm. I think you need to put that up there. Oh, my goodness. So everybody... See, like, I laugh my ass off. You didn't respond when I sent you that picture. Because no one cares about Stevie <laughs> B. I don't even know who Stevie B is in the picture that you sent. Nelson, you. <laughs> right? I don't even know who it is. I just been laughing since it came in, and that's the best comment out of all of it. I didn't even know which one was Stevie I don't even B. know. <laughs> It'll never not be saying. funny to me. <laughs> I will defend Stevie B to the day I die. I'm going to put it up. <laughs> I swear to God, if that dude comes through Sacramento, I'm taking you to his concert. No, I'm not going. Oh, you're going to go. I'm going to chloroform you. I'm not going. You're going to wake up at a Stevie B concert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I I don't know how many of you listening are have seen this story, but it's uh, it's gotten to a point now. It's gotten way out of out of hand, way out of control, in my opinion. Um, but it's it's getting to that national level. Uh, we've seen this before. I've experienced this personally, which I'll get into here in just a minute. But uh, if you're not familiar with the story, uh, Rockland High School, there is a football player there. It's being accused by a Rockland softball player sharing a video and photos of consensual sex in the act. Uh, and, 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 you know, it is, I hate to use that term, but it is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's two high school kids doing stupid stuff. That they have no business. No business doing. If you don't think it exists, then you're naive and you're silly and you're stupid uh, because it's just what today is, unfortunately, because these the, the kids just don't realize how detrimental it can be when they do it. Uh, and I'm just going by what I read and, you know, maybe a little speculation here. Yeah, there's definitely speculation here, but I watched the video of the father, Marty Munn. And that's another thing. The names of everybody have been released, which is crazy because they're minors. Yeah. How does that happen? I have no idea. Well, the girl, the girl, which I don't want to say her name, even though it's out there, but she went before the board. Yeah, she went before the before the board in her uniform. Yeah, in her school um, 
Sophomore uniform. Because this has become such a thing. The, the, the win- it got picked up nationally because kids walked out in support of her. Uh, but here's the thing is nobody's looking at it the big picture. I mean, like you, you take a side. That's what you do. Especially, you know, if you're a woman, you're going to take the woman's side. If you're a guy, you're going to take the guy's side. It's just kind of like that's what it is, especially in school. Football players are going to take the football side. They're going to be immature. They're going to say things to this poor girl that she does not deserve just because she made a mistake and vice versa. The houses are getting TP. They're getting rolled. There's been threats to both families. It's just gotten way out of control. But the father, Marty Munn, uh, he went before, this was Wednesday night, the Rockland Unified School District Board. Uh, here's a piece of, uh, I think, what he started out with, D1. My name is Marty Munn. I'm the father of the boring question. I'm one of the parents this online mob is calling a horrible parent. First off, let me ask, is it okay to jump to conclusions? Is it okay to publicly shame this boy and his family without all the facts? What happened to innocent until proven guilty? All right, well, Mr. Munn, you know better than that. You sound like a very smart guy. We don't live in those day, that day and age. No, everybody's going to pick a side before they know any facts. Here, here's the thing as we play some more audio uh, for you. This this, this consensual sex act, sex act between these kids occurred back in November. And I have respect for this father because he's putting himself out there and he's getting his sons back. Right. And he's, yeah, he took some shots throughout this process. There's no doubt. And he pointed some fingers because he's mad and he's angry. And maybe rightfully so. But he didn't let let his kid off the hook. Because they're both wrong. Mm-hmm. They are. And he makes it very, very clear that they're both wrong. That they made a mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, give me D2. I do not condone what they both did. They both made a poor decision. There you go. But let me tell you what I know to be true. The girl at the heart of the scandal has been pursuing him. My son received a text to come over to her house during Thanksgiving break because she wanted to give him oral sex. So th- this 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 gentleman, it, he's I think you know he's talking fast. He's obviously very nervous and he's very angry, and he's sitting there and he's like, "This is my chance because the cameras are on me. I'm going to get everything that I need to get out." Here's the problem, and I've gone through something very very similar with this with my son. Um, is a lot of times, and I I'm not placing blame on the Rockland School Board or whatnot, but. In my situation, in a lot of situations, I do know this. The the school board doesn't handle it properly because they don't know what to do. Exactly. Exactly. I had something similar happen at school with my daughter, and it was the same thing. I went to the school first because that's where you're supposed to go. You don't know the parents. You don't know whoever. And, and they had me in there for like an hour just trying to figure out who I needed to talk to. They. They, they preach about anti-bullying. They preach about the cyber sex stuff, you know, the, the um, what is it, the revenge porn and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Sexing. It, but they don't know how to handle any of it. They don't. And they can't be hands-on because of liability. So in, like, in one regard, you kind of come to their defense and go, their hands are tied. Uh, but in the other regards, it's like, well, stop making it seem like you, you make the rules because you don't. You know, I've been through this. And I've been through my son being bullied to the point where we had to pull him out of school. I've been through a psycho boy that wouldn't leave my daughter alone and was saying things that were borderline, you know, trench coat kid. Uh Oh, you know, and as a parent, you're like, what do you do? You know, I I mean, I'm sitting there getting ready to storm the school like a crazy (laughs) man. 
<laughs> as any any parent would do. Yeah, you don't play about your kids. You know, uh, D3. She asked my son to grab his phone during the act, take a picture of her doing it. She sent the picture out to a group of chat 20 minutes after he left her house without his consent. She's smiling in the picture, looking straight into the camera, posing. I didn't see the picture, but there's many witnesses that have given statements. Here's the problem. It should have never got to this point. No, not at all. And, and, you know, and, and whoever allowed it to get to this point, those are the ones that are at fault. Because this is as simple as two kids making a stupid decision. There's no, you know... And he said I don't he want had, to use the R word, but you know what I'm talking about. That's not even questioned, right? It's right. it's it's the pictures, it's the harassment, it's the bullying, it's all that stuff. It's these two kids now that are suffering the wrath of everybody else. And the thing in this case is he talked to the parent because you know I did the same thing. You have to talk to the parent, so he had a conversation with the parent. I feel like at that point that everything with that whole situation should have been squashed amongst the two families, and that should have been the end of it. So my son, when he was in school, he was not the coolest kid and he was very impressionable and peer pressure, you know, reared its ugly head, especially this day. He's at the lunch table and some kids were picking on him and they were calling him gay. And then they picked on him to the point where prove it. And there was this girl, hefty African-American lady that was. Uh, you know, in school with him, and she had been pursuing my son. Really? You know, they had been talking prior, and she was at the table when this was going on. So it got to the point where, prove it, go in to the bathroom now and take video. So my dumbass son goes oh. into the bathroom, and he puts the phone up, and he does the deed with this girl oh. just to be cool, just to prove that he's not gay. And it gets it gets to the front office, and we go. Oh, I'll never forget that day when we got that phone call. I was like, "Oh my god!" And uh, my wife wouldn't let me go. She, she just, made you stay home. She I'm just smart. said, I, I, "I got this one." <laughs> and you know, Mama Bear goes in, and she sits at a table with the principal, who we liked, who was very fair, two of the resource officers, the girls' parents, mother and father, and then there was somebody else, I believe, at the table. And they're all feisty. They want our son's head on a spit. They want to press charges. They want this. They want this. It's all his fault. It's all his fault. It's all his fault. And my wife says, all right, my turn. You don't want to look at this phone that I'm holding right now. You don't want to see the things your daughter said and sent to my son prior to this. You don't want to see this. So she hands it to one of the resource officers. He looks through it. He puts his head in his hand, bows it down, and goes, you don't want to see this. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. And they wanted to press charges. They wanted to press charges. And my wife says to him, says to him, your daughter's older than my son. If anything, your daughter is the one that would be brought up on charges. My son skipped a grade. They didn't realize that he skipped a grade. They just thought that he was older. Oh because he was a great ahead of her and it shut it all down and you know i think they were suspended she ended up going to a different school because you know the kids and doing what they did but it was squashed then and there you know it didn't go public i mean Mm -hmm. i i I talked about it on the air like i'm talking about it now but i mean it didn't go public and nobody was harassed nobody's house was tp'd and stuff like that because the school did what i you know thought was a really good job of saying let's figure this out here and now 
Exactly. They have something uh, called some kind of like, not, it's not called refereeing, but it's some kind moderation. of like a moderation court type thing that they do hold at school where you sit down with the parents, you talk, which I'm saying in this case, he said he sat down with the girl's father, who's also a high school football coach. They had a conversation. They agreed. These kids did something dumb, but it shouldn't ruin their lives. That should have been the end of it. Here's the deal, though. Like, do you think it could have spiraled out of control had it not happened on school grounds? Because if he's pressured to do this and they're at a house party somewhere, then maybe that video gets shared. Then maybe that picture gets posted. Well, I don't even know, you know, who shared it. Do you know? The father says she did. She put it in a group chat with like her her friends. Well, why did she do that? Because that's what people do. They yeah. they brag and everybody look at these kids' phones. I don't know if you've ever looked in your daughter's phone, but they have at least seven, eight, nine different group chats with seven, eight, nine, ten of them in these chats. And they talk about anything and everything and everything they do. It's a picture. It's a picture. It's a picture. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's why. Just basically bragging with her friends like, oh, I went over his house. I did this. Look at me. I mean, there's sometimes where you just have to sit there and go, this is a situation. It's nobody's fault, but it's everybody's fault. Absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, you know, you, you don't want this girl's reputation in life to be ruined because of a mistake that she made. And you don't want this young man's life to be ruined and his reputation to be soiled because of a mistake he made. But you got to learn from the mistake. And it seems to me like the actions that the girl in this case is taking is saying that she may not even be really learning from her mistakes. Well, I don't. I don't know the. I don't know what you do. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some type of punishment from the school, but I don't know what you do. You you can't fix it. It's already out. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's it's gotten to the point where it's national news now, and I think the dad made it more national news than anything else uh, because he went and, and he, he did a good job. I thought you know, like here's the thing with that too is for him to have his son's back. I thought that was strong. Like he could have sat there. You know, I think kind of like the girls' parents are doing and, you know, talking through maybe an attorney or something like that. But this dad, you could, you, you know what kind of guy he is. He's very proud of his kid, and he's pissed. Yep. And he's like, you know what? I'm not talking through anybody. I want to do it myself. He did. And so he went up there, and I thought he did a very, very good job. And you know, I was like, God, anybody should just want a dad like that, you I, know? I agree with that. I mean, in, in my daughter's case, I couldn't really have her back because – she was wrong. So I just had to go to the school and, and get it rectified. Give uh, give me, have you done D3 yet? Uh, no. Give me D3. She asked my son to grab his phone during the act, take a picture of her doing it. She sent the picture out to a group of chat 20 minutes after he left her house without his consent. She's smiling in the picture, looking straight into the camera, posing. I didn't see the picture, but there's many witnesses that have given statements. All right. Yeah, I think we did. Just yeah, we heard that. Oh. Yeah. D, give me D4. Eliminating any notion that she did not know she was in a per- picture performing a sexual act to make matters worse. Only this private area, his private area is seen, not any of hers. That is the only time they were intimate. By the way, there is no video of them having sex, nor 50 other sexual videos and pictures as stated in the last meeting. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a tough spot to be in. Yeah, it's yeah. a real tough spot to be in. You know, you think that this would have been able to be squashed behind closed doors. As soon as it hits the group chat, it's no longer behind closed well, doors. Well, see, here's the other thing that my son's school did. As soon as it was done and we settled it mm-hmm. behind closed doors, mm-hmm. the principal let the school know because it was out, right, and right. people were talking about it. And he says, if, the, if, if they hear anything, you talk about it, we find out you shared it, 
you've liked it, you've done anything with it, you're suspended. See that? And that's what you have to do so that the rest of these kids, and I don't know the extent of this bullying stuff, and it sounds like from what the father's account is, a lot of things that's being said is a lie, but that's what you have to do as a school is to let these kids know. Anybody and everybody, if you involve yourself in this because it does not involve you, you're going to reap consequences for it. And, you know, it, as much as I'm putting over this father for going and, and doing this and speaking publicly, you know, all it does is prolong the story, yeah. you know, but he's got to do it. His back's up against the wall now. Especially when there's so many different narratives that's being put out. And like you said, now it's being picked up nationally by news stations and it's probably going to spread across the country. It's like he's trying to get a hold of it or at least have his part out of his point of what he want to say. Well, the school needs to lay the hammer down and say, you're vandalizing, you're doing any of this stuff. You know, there's criminal charges. It's just not worth it. Just let it go. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, what is the school board going to do? Like, they've heard her speak. Now they've heard the father speak. But what action are they about to take? That's what I haven't seen. They haven't done anything. Yeah, and that's what needs to be done. This happened back in November, right? Yeah, Yeah, back in November. When they were out for a break. December, (laughs) January, February, March, April, May. Six months ago. Six months ago. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean that's a that's that's a little in my opinion a little too long to let something like this go. I, I'm trying to figure out why it's kicking up now. Like what happened now that it's kicking back up from November. And you got You got to know. You got to be smart enough to know. Christmas break, Thanksgiving break, dead time. People aren't. You know they're not going to be concentrating on this kind of stuff. That's so when if you, you could have, yeah, mm-hmm. that's when you squash it. You know you just you play the you play the room. You squash it when everybody's busy and doing different things. And but just be done with it. Either way, Mr. Munn, I thought you did a good job. Uh, I'm a father. I understand what you're going through. It's uh, it's a tough spot to be in, you know. And I feel for the girl's family too, and the girl's father. The same thing, you know. It's you know, unfortunately, because of the stereotype, or is that the right word? You know, how women are and should be, and how guys are and yep. should be. It's a stereotype. It's it's tougher for the girl. Oh, for sure. She gets all the blame regardless if it's her fault or not. Because of the names that are now attached to her and what she did, and she's got to live with that. And that sucks. Unfortunately, it's just different for guys. It's the catch-22. So she's going through it ten times worse probably. Yeah, because there's no W word for a guy. You know what I mean? There's no – you're not going to call a guy a slut. Or if you do, he's going to wear it as a badge of honor. Right. He's not going to care. Uh-uh. Oh, there is a word. Oh. Oh, what's the – Misogynistic. Yes, God, I, I was really called. I was I was called that one time. I immediately went out and got a long term girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> true story. <laughs> you fixed that problem. I, I, it, it, I was like, I don't want that. Word on the streets is, I'm like, I need a girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Going out and finding a girlfriend. <laughs> and we talk about this quite often. How we live in an era of greatness, and we're able to see it. And then live it, and then unfortunately experience it when it's gone. Well, that's happened once again with arguably one of the greatest football players of all time who has passed away. We'll tell you who that is here in just a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. I didn't know how sick and I guess weak and frail Jim Brown had gotten. I think of Jim Brown as uh, the meaty, beefy actor. You know, just because I'm too young to have watched him play football. But arguably, the greatest football player of all time, or one of them, uh, passes away at the age of 87. And the last picture 
one of the last pictures that was taken, I guess, was uh, with Flavor Flav. <laughs> Flavor Flav! Uh, Flavor Flav had posted this picture with Jim Brown at the NFL Honors Ceremony where um, Super Bowl weekend where Emmett Smith and Barry Sanders announced the league's annual rushing trophy would be named in his honor. And he looked he looked frail. I mean, he looked he looked old. Uh, but that's just not how I remember Jim Brown. Jim Brown and the story behind Jim Brown, just, you know, if you don't know and you're not a football fan, uh, outside of the great things that he did on the football field, you know, he's a first-round pick, six overall, 1957. He won three MVP, uh, NFL MVP awards, named uh, to eight first-team All-Pro teams, blah, 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 blah. Won a championship in 64. He was a Cleveland Brown, went to Syracuse beforehand. But he was uh, an advocate, you know, for African-Americans. Obviously, you know, when he was playing, if you ever seen the movie The Express with Dennis Quaid Mm-mm. about Ernie Davis, and, you know, they would go down to the South and play teams like Texas and stuff like that. And if you're a black football player, you couldn't score. They wouldn't let you score. Ridiculous. So he scored anyway. And then they chased them. On, you know, I mean, it was just, I mean, those times were like, you look, look back and go, what? You know, but he followed in the footsteps of his, uh, and Ernie Davis died at a very young age of, I forget what, but it was some disease or, or virus that he got. But, Jim Brown was his hero, and he followed in his footsteps from Syracuse mm-hmm. to Cleveland. And they, I think they played in the same backfield for a minute when he was in the NFL. Um, I believe so. Or maybe at Syracuse, one of the two. But it's all in, in the movie. Jim Brown was, you know, he was a civil rights guy. He mentored a lot of African-American players today. There's a video that's circulating the Internet right now when LeBron was playing with Cleveland and he turns to Jim Brown, who is sitting courtside, and he bows down. You know, thank you, sir. You know, Aww, I mean, see, that's the good stuff. When LeBron bows down to you, you know you're somebody important, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just you know, it's it, he was 87, lived a great life. He did a lot of good things on this earth. But you know, we talk about this, or at least I do, from time to time. Is you know, you're able to be in a, a generation, a years of greatness. You know, and the people that are older than me probably got to see Jim Brown play, whether it's on TV or in person, uh, whether you're a Cleveland Browns fan or not. And that must have been just something else to yeah. watch him. Yeah, because I only remember him from movies, of course. I don't mm-hmm. watch football anyway, but I just remember him acting. And, you he was know, a good actor. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was a really good actor. And how often do you get that in life, that you're so successful at one thing, and then when that ends, you're able to turn into something successful again yes. in a completely other field? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Dirty Dozen, Any Given Sunday. Oh, yeah. He got game. What's that? He got game. Uh-huh. He got game. What else? Uh, wasn't he in uh, the Mars, uh, the Mars, Martian, pew, 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 movie? The Mars movie. Was he in the, the ridiculous Mars one? Mars, Mars Attack. Mars Attack. Yeah. Yes, he was. He was in Mars Attacks. He was in Mars yes. Attacks. Was he in Now I'm Going to Get You, Sucker? I don't. I, I keep thinking that he was, but it's not showing in his credits that he was in it. But I feel like he was. One of the best movies that no one's ever seen. I've seen it a million times. Best line, Chris Rock at the soda machine. F the cup and poured my hand for a dime. He was trying to get everything for the love. Right, Chris Rock, right? Yeah, he was trying to get a dollar for a real. How much for a real? One dollar. One dollar for a real? How much for a drink? F the cup, poured my hand for a dime. Yes. Uh, Brown held the Cleveland Summit in June of 1967 uh, in support of Muhammad Ali. Of course, everybody knows the story there. Refused to serve in the Vietnam War. 
uh, you know, whether you agree with some of the things that he stood for or not, uh, he just he he made a difference. So outside of just being a football star, he made his mark. He made a difference. He There's did. something to be said about that. You know, you'll go down in history as as somebody very, very important. And I mean, like I said, there's a lot of athletes. You know, and it's not just African American athletes. It's it's he was just a great football player. You know, so he was a great talent. And then afterwards, had a great message. So right. he affected a lot of different people. You know, so uh, it's funny that you just know him from being an actor. That's the only thing I know him from being an actor. Yep. Well, God, he was already in the Hall of Fame by 1971 for football. So that'll tell you how long ago his football career was. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about him for football. Yeah, you look at some of those old videos of him playing. It was a different day and age, different time. It was a beast. Well, and to make it to as old as he made it, having played when he played. Right, yeah. I mean, how many other guys had head trauma and, and bones don't work and they're crippled from playing and, and the lack of protection? Because the helmets in those days were made put together by paper mache. <laughs> right. They had like one bar in the front. <laughs> yes. <laughs> guys, go out there. This is going to protect you. It's called a helmet. <laughs> doesn't, ma- helmet. doesn't matter what it's made out of. It's called a helmet. It's it, Just put it on your head. As long as there's something between your head and somebody else's, everybody's going to be just fine. He passed away peacefully last night at their L.A. home. Good he was way to go. Surrounded by uh, family and friends. So, anyway, very sad. Jim Brown, 87. R.I.P. You really don't know who he is, do you? I do know who he is. No. I just don't know him from football. I know who he is as a person, as an actor. A bigger football player than actor. Would you agree? More known for football than acting? Well, I I, I guess it depends your age. Depends on your age. Based on my age, I knew him from acting. I know him from acting. Oh, well, that's not going to be a bad. I'm going to win then. I'm going to no. get out of that. <laughs> Save myself. Fold on that one. Yeah, I'm going to fold. All right. Uh, headlines, round number three. Huh? What do you got? I'm going to tell you who broke through Vatican barriers and what rock star from the Smiths passed. Out of all the places, you don't want to go do that at the Vatican. I mean, that's like bad juju, right? Yeah, of course it is. Yes. <laughs> but he needed to get it off his chest. I gotcha. All right. <laughs> get you those stories here in just a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. 98 Rock. The BS. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all about it, baby. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Headlines. And here we go, Nikki D. Third round. Go ahead. A madman needed to confess his sins real bad last night. H5. And the vehicle. The vehicle drove through the security gates at the Vatican tonight. Officials say the guards fired shots at the car, which made it all the way into a courtyard before it stopped. They're saying a man with apparent psychiatric problems drove his car through the Vatican gates last night. They were able to shoot at his tires, but it did not stop the car. Eventually, the car did stop. Uh, The guy jumps out of the car and tries to run. Of course, they arrested him. Right now, they're just saying he's a 40-year-old man, and he was in a serious state of psychological altercation. Um, It's not clear if Pope Francis was anywhere near the incident. Of course, he wasn't affected by any of it, but just another one of those things that they're writing off for mental health. How badass would that be? Pope comes out and handles it. (laughs) Oh, just lays down the law? Yeah. He, like, just spears him. From God's mouth to my hands. Yeah, you just watch his white just. <laughs> <laughs> he spears him like a wrestler, like Goldberg. Goldberg <laughs> puts him in a rear. That would be cool. Yeah, what do they call the uh, policemen? They're called like Geminons. Ge- Geminons. Ge- there's a name for them. They're called gendarmes. 
No, that's not gendarmes. Not, that, that the Vatican gendarme. The gendarme. Gendarme. Mm-hmm. Yes. The gendarme. Is the gendarme. gendarme. I, I promise you it's gendarme. Okay. Um, I thought the Vatican doesn't have those like poles around it where you can't drive up. Yeah, no, it, Walmart does. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, we invented that that technology decades ago. My garage has one in front of the water heater. <laughs> I would think the Vatican would have it. No, it just in the pictures that they showed on the news, it's just like a regular gate that you'd have to go up to for entry, and he just plowed through it. Well, they got to up there. They got to call ADT wherever Vatican <laughs> get that upgraded. But they let people come in there, so it's not like a place you can't enter. They let people come in and tour and go to different parts of the Vatican. It's just at a certain hour, visiting is cut off. I know, but it's a catch twenty two, right? I mean, you're 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 the Vatican. You're open. You want everybody. You love everybody. It's God's word. Come and hear it. Yeah, you welcome them in. But not the nut jobs. God but don't you, like you people. But you can't keep the nut jobs out. <laughs> Same thing in church. You can't keep them out. They're gonna come in. God, you know, I, I guarantee those uh, Vatican police weren't saying, "Sir, we understand your struggles. Please stop running at us with your car." No, 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 no. They pulled out those guns and blasted. They shot him. They killed him. They didn't kill him. No, they that'd be a great shot, place to die. They just shot his tires out. His oh, car. they just shot his tires. Yeah, they shot his tires. They oh, didn't kill him. Good for him. That'd be a badass place to die. Where'd you die, Vatican? <laughs> like somebody can ask you where you died. <laughs> well, St. Peter. Where'd you get shot, Vatican? <laughs> they took me in the back. It's pretty cool. <laughs> All right, second headline. The iconic British rock band, The Smiths, lost a member, age six. Well, Andy Rourke, the bass player for the British rock band The Smiths, is dead at the age of 59. The bass playing Rourke joined The Smiths in 1982, singing popular songs like The Queen is Dead and Pictures of You. Pictures of you. I gave you some audio, too, if you want to play from some of The Smiths, um, like famous little songs or whatever. But his bandmate... Famous little songs. Yeah. His bandmate, Johnny Marr, made the announcement on Twitter today that he did pass away from pancreatic cancer. Oh, that's horrible. I know a lot of people are are passing away from that recently. Um, He joined The Smiths in the 80s. He was featured... How soon is now is the song you're going to play? Well, this one is is just a a compilation. This is the song. Go ahead. So during his time with the Smiths, he did have some struggles with a heroin addiction, and he was arrested for position, possession of heroin in 1986. He also got kicked out of the band, but only for two weeks, and then he came back. But the Smiths ended up breaking up anyway in 1987. So he was 59 when he passed away. Smiths are like one of those bands that if you know, you know. If you don't, all you know is that everybody likes them. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It's like one of those cult-like following bands that you, and, and a lot of artists will, they put them on a pedestal. Well, you would expect like a Dave Grohl or someone to go, oh, I was heavily influenced by the Smiths. You see a lot of Smiths t-shirts, like concert tees on rock stars. Uh-huh. But do they say that? Do other people give them credit and say they're influenced by them? I know more about who's been influenced by the Smiths than they, I know at all about the Smiths. The Smiths. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. It's cool. I know it's cool to like the Smiths. Okay. Makes sense. What a dumb name for a band, right? Right. (laughs) Let's find the most basic last name ever and pluralize it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be a bunch of them. (laughs) Uh, The reviews are in for the final Indiana Jones. We kind of touched on this yesterday, but I'd like to elaborate if you don't mind. Plus, there's another movie in a very popular franchise that might be 
back again, I guess you could say. And did you reconsider us going to see it? Indiana Jones? Did what? Did you reconsider (laughs) us going to see Indiana Jones? We? What are you talking about? Well, yesterday you said- Because we talked about yesterday. You said you were going to go see it in theaters. Yeah. What do you mean reconsider? You said you would never go see a movie movie with us ever again. Oh, yeah. No, you guys can't go. (laughs) Okay. I mean, you were just giving us an update, so I I was just asking, you know, did you reconsider? No, 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 no. I want to talk about, like, what movies can do no wrong. Like, what movie franchise are you so all in on? Because I, I don't think it exists. You know, and, and the, the bar would be set by Star Wars. If Star Wars fans could not accept the second trilogy, in which they did not, mm-hmm. and they totally turned heel because of Jar Jar Binks, then there's not a movie actor or franchise that I think anybody listening right now could say could do no wrong. You know what I mean? I'll give you that. Even if you followed them through all the movies. Correct. Yeah. People will turn on you in a second. Fairweather fans. Maybe I'm wrong. That's why I'm going to throw it out there. And no, you guys can't go. All right. I was just double-checking. 916-909-0985. Well, if you want to participate and add to the worst people in a movie theater, I guarantee these two yahoos will check off every box. (laughs) 916-909-0985. Give us a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Hey, thanks for being here, getting ready for a weekend. That's good. It's exciting. It's the BS. My name is Jason Bailey. Right there, that's Nikki D. There is Nelson. I'm getting reports from my wife, who's back in Atlanta, that uh, the family's starting to show up for our daughter's graduation weekend. Ooh, exciting. <sighs> Do you Do feel excited? I'm ex- Almost that time. I'm ex- Well, I don't know what I am, but... <laughs> It's gonna be it's it's gonna be a very stressful weekend. Do they know they're walking into an empty house yet, or is that gonna be a surprise when they get there? We found out about eighteen minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> about eighteen minutes ago, they found out that they're sleeping on some hardwoods. Here you go. Oh my goodness! I hope they're gonna go get sleeping bags. I hope so too. <laughs> As Ariel's just handed, here's your yoga but mat. It's already I, it, from what I'm hearing. It's already started. Like my wife's mother, my mother-in-law. <laughs> She does. She's like one of those that's like, uh, oh, you know, like I'll show up, right? She goes, oh my god, I'm so glad you're able to be here for Ariel's graduation. How is California? Yeah, not a really a big fan of everybody moving out there, but I'm sure it's beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those. Uh-huh. It's like the I have some of that back home. Too. It's it's the sandwich setup. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> She's being honest, though. You want her to lie? Yeah, just keep it I don't want her to. Yeah, keep, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Like silence is golden. Some people feel like they can express their feelings when you have a certain relationship. I want to get a tattoo. I want to put it on my forehead. It says, I don't care. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm just going to itch my head every time. <laughs> Scratch her head. Oh, everybody around here has got a neck tattoo. I'm sure I, I'll go get a neck tattoo. It says, I don't care. Yeah, In Sanskrit. Fine. <laughs> like Will Ferrell in uh, internship. Oh yes, <laughs> such an odd thing to have on your neck. <laughs> uh, yesterday we uh, touched on this because I read it towards the end of the show. I want to bring it up again, but uh, the early reviews for Indiana Jones Five are in, and they're not great. They did a premiere, world premiere at the uh, Cannes Film Festival, and it's called uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. So, you know, like I grew up on Indiana Jones. Many of you probably grew up on Indiana Jones. Uh, I want to say it can do no wrong, but then you look at the last one, the uh, Crystal, was it? uh, Crystal Skull. Crystal Skull, when they were trying to pass the torch to Shia LaBeouf and 
he totally screwed the pooch on that one. And so I think this is like where they're like, all right, let's try it again so we can end this. Because Harrison Ford is not getting any younger. And I watched the trailer for it. Of course, the trailer is always going to look good. It looked pretty good. It looked like Indiana Jones, right? I mean, that's what you want. You want Indiana Jones. Um, I, I, even Crystal Skull, like, I don't hate Indiana Jones because they had a bust of a movie. I blame that on Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. You know, it was the jumping in the shark moment where they s- survived the nuclear attack by getting in a refrigerator. <laughs> right. Come on, man. <laughs> So, you know, like I would give Indiana Jones five dial of destiny. If it's a bad movie, a pass. And I would put that under the movie that franchise that can't do wrong, to be honest with you. I mean, I feel like whenever movies get to these points where they're on and on and on and on, people are still supporting. So they can't be doing too much wrong. No. Well, see, that's not see my that's not true. Uh, Star Wars, which I'm a Star Wars fan. And when they came out with the second trilogy, which would have been in the series of nine Star Wars movies, the first three, if you're following along, because they went backwards, um, and years later they come out with it, I, I didn't have a problem with it. I was very excited. I was one of those guys. I was dressed up. I went to the movie theater in my outfit, and you know I'm, I'm that Star Wars nerd that goes to the theater dressed up for Star Wars. Right. And I... It was kind of a culture shock because you're, for some reason, thinking Luke and Han and all that stuff, and this is way before any of them. So it was a little bit, of, but once you got used to it, as long as they had the music and the score, yep, that's all you need. And lightsabers. And lightsabers. You know, lightsabers. Pew, pew pews. And that's all you need. <laughs> that's it. Right? With Indiana Jones, you need Indiana Jones. You need his- A rope. Got a whip. Whip. Yeah. It's not a rope. It's a, it's a whip. And his campy remarks, right? His campiness- don't roll, need a snake. roll your eyes. No, you don't need a snake. He doesn't like snakes. <laughs> the the only and, and then you need the music. Yes. Right? There's like there's certain movies that you just need the music. That was my big problem with Man of Steel. Is they didn't have the Superman theme song in that. How can you have a Superman freaking movie with without no having the Superman theme song? And what's that all tied through? John Williams. What are we gonna do when John Williams dies? That's how I felt about the, the second Mary Poppins. Okay. They didn't have the Mary Poppins theme in that movie. Like, right. which is I couldn't stupid. believe it. A letdown, correct? Yes, I was very upset about Total that. Total letdown. You're right. But how many James Bonds have we had? I don't know. It doesn't matter, <laughs> but you've had that dang same James Bond music no matter what. Why is that the only series that has successfully just rebooted itself and moved on with different actors? Because so, of the music. So, I was going to say, because they well, kept the theme see, song. Here, here, here's the thing with James Bond. James Bond is one of many. He's 007. Mm-hmm. So that's why anybody can be, you know, like the argument of Idris Elba couldn't. Is that his name? Yeah, Idris yeah. Elba. He couldn't be James Bond because he's black. That's stupid. That's ridiculous. Agreed. He's just a he's just an agent that works. You know, he's a he's a he's a British agent. That's that all. Works he's, undercover. It could be. It could be. A, you know, it could be a woman. It could. Oh, you know what? I got goosebumps. I never thought of it like that. I only thought of the 007. You're saying that Daniel Craig is James Bond, but really he's John Smith from England. Right. But now he's James Bond because the whole name is 007 James Bond. Wow. Mind Revelation, blown? huh? Blown, dude. I've never thought of that. Well, I came to work wanting to blow your mind. Blow your mind. You never figured that out? Not one time. So there can't be another Luke. There can't be another Indiana. There can't be another Darth. 
You know, you answered that. I've asked that question a thousand times and nobody's ever been able to answer that for me. And the reason why they all tie in together is and not have the same theme song. You know, that's part of the gimmick of James Bond is that somebody new will sing it, Uh but they all do it in a certain same way. And you got to have that. Whether it's Billie Eilish or Duran Duran or whoever does it, it's that melodic. You know it's a James Bond song. Exactly. Adele or whoever. Mm -hmm. It's for your eyes only. They all sound the same. Wow. You carried a little tone there. Okay, I heard it. Well, I got pipes. I, I don't know if you got pipes, sometimes but you had a little tune there. I spit in the lab, too, sometimes. <laughs> we, we're not going to talk about the spitting, but you, you did a little hum there. It was good. You like me? Well, I said I was coming to work to blow someone's mind. <laughs> want my goosebumps. <laughs> Get that hum on. That was good. Uh, so is there any other movies that can do no wrong? To me, I... I like, this is all personal opinion. This is. I'm going to say the Twilight series, if we're talking about series of movies. To me, they can't do anything wrong. Everything has been on par. But I'll tell you a series that did upset me. I got over it. But the Fifty Shades series, I was very upset with who they chose for Christian Grey because it goes against everything the character is in the book. Everything is different. All right, I've not seen one of them out of fear of really being depressed about my (laughs) sexual abilities. And I sure the hell wasn't taking my wife there. Because that was pretty much just an open invitation to, I understand, go ahead and leave me. <laughs> there, there was outrage when that when the well, What are you talking about? They, they, they replaced the main guy? Well, no, no, no. The guy that they chose to play him, he has he's short, number one. He has dark hair, dark eyes. The original guy. Yeah, the original guy who's played in all the films. Uh-huh. But in the book, Christian Grey, it's tall. He has blonde hair and blue eyes. Uh-huh. So when they brought this man out with, with everything opposite of Christian we were outraged, and I remember I went and wrote about it somewhere, too, because I was outraged. Okay, oh, hold on. Let me just, I'm trying to follow, because I've not seen one of them. So you're saying they did wrong from the get-go. From the beginning. Because they didn't go by the book. They didn't cast the right person. Okay, well, I'm, I've am i not seen the movie, but I don't think books and movies should go together. But they do. That's where the movie <laughs> came from. But people get all twisted up about it, I think too. they should be two different entities. Like, I, I, it drives me insane, especially in the Star Wars world, when people, well, dude, you remember comic book 99349? <laughs> and and it, it was, it was Nublia, you know, and Nublia's not even in the movie, but it was Nublia that drank the green slime and then went and became Stormtrooper. <laughs> and, and, and they didn't even do that in the movie. And they, instead, they took Frank. And Frank's not even in the comic book. <laughs> I feel personally attacked right now. Well, I agree with the comic book people because the movies come from the book. Oh, the Walking we- Walking Dead fans were the oh, worst. That was unbearable, yes. I can't wait for Sunday night because Sunday night, what's going to happen is Rick, and I already know this because I've already read on comic books, Rick, he goes in the bar, and that's when the walker comes out, and you know who the walker is? Hey, grandmother. <laughs> Grandmother's a walker. And you're like, he kills her in the comic book. It's nasty. He like takes out, boom, right, right in the head. You know, Monday just, rolls around. <laughs> and that's not what happened. Uh-uh. Last night's episode sucked, man. I'm done with this. <laughs> Wasn't even his grandmother. It was like his second uncle. And it didn't make any sense. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, uh, it drives me insane. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Got a take it so it's, for me, I, the Twilight series so far has done no wrong. Everything is lined up. Every 
four movies they released have been phenomenal. I loved it. Yeah, but isn't it done now? You know, no, like, they're going to do some more. Oh, they are going to do some more. Yes. So now I feel like it fits in better with a, a James Bond or a, an Indiana Jones or, or whatever. Because at three, it's like you can get three, right? Twilight's four. The, the, four. Well, what four. I mean, I get you. But what I'm saying is like. Twilight's the vampire, guys. Yeah, the vampire and the werewolves. Yeah. Wasn't well, the vampire Batman now? The yes. vampire Batman? Yes, he is. Edward is Batman. Edward is Batman? Where have you been? Yeah, what? He's a Batman. I did not know that. Yes. Which Batman? He's the latest Batman. Is it out already? Yeah, I'll, we can watch it. Yeah. I'll, I gotta watch it. Yeah, it's really good, actually. It's I a love little Edward. Long. Anything he does, I wanna watch it. I don't watch Batman, but I'm gonna watch He's it. He's a good Batman and a good Bruce Wayne, which is hard to do. Did Whoa. you forget to set your alarm from three years ago? Yeah, it's been out for a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> alarm was not set for that. Alexa, I didn't even see it anymore. What happened in the last three years? <laughs> <laughs> she just blinked. <laughs> the pandemic's over, by the way. I did not know that. <laughs> I didn't see it anyway. You don't. You can you don't have to shelter inside anymore. Einhorn is what? Oh my god! Einhorn <laughs> <laughs> is Batman. <laughs> <laughs> That's Good. like when my nephew found out my mom was actually his grandmother because he's called her Mimi. And I told him, I said, you know, that's your grandmother, right? He's like, what? Mimi is my grandmama? Einhorn is my grandma? <laughs> what did he think she was? He didn't know Mimi? because he's always called her Mimi and he called his dad's mom grandma. So to him, his mother was what a grandma was. You know, my mom looks really young. Yeah. So I don't think he knew who she was other than Mimi. And how old? He was probably like four or five. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he was a little guy when I told him that. Oh, God. He's six foot four. <laughs> Looks down at her. That really had me scratch my head. It was like, just last year, my daughter found out I was her mother. <laughs> she kept calling me Momo. <laughs> and I had to tell her that that's black for mom. <laughs> <laughs> did you watch the twilight stuff because your kid watched it or did you actually want to no watch it? let me tell you that how doesn't strike me as an adult movie to watch i've not nope. seen them so i didn't watch twilight uh, my co-worker like had books and tried to get me to read them i didn't want to read them my dad got me to watch twilight get out of here yes i i go home on, on most thanksgivings and i spend thanksgivings with him and me and my dad have this thing where we sit and we watch a lot of movies together so this particular thanksgiving i go down to his house and he's like hey have you watched twilight that's and I'm weird. like, uh, no. Why are you watching? He's like, it's good. Got to watch it. So he puts it on. And he had like the first two of them already. Because I think that at that time, only two were out. And we sat and watched the first two. What is it that he liked about it? That's creepy. Don't call my dad creepy. Well, I didn't wow. say he's creepy. I said it's creepy. Well, mm. He liked the series. He liked the fighting and the, the vampire werewolf fight and brawls or whatever. So. Fights and they didn't do anything for me, so like nelson what are you doing this weekend why don't you come over and watch diary of a wimpy kid uh-huh that's just you weird. didn't like twilight i didn't really care for it no uh, why are well, you watching it i just watched little bits of it because my wife my wife at the time was my ex-wife she watched them oh okay yeah but i didn't sit down and watch them all the way through she was into them and i'm like this isn't because the women watched it because the, the guys were hot well yeah they were i mean they were they attractive were, dudes yeah. they were and then it just made you go into fantasy land like Dang, why can't I live somewhere where a fine vampire comes through my window at night? I like nasty vampires. You know what I mean? Like John Carpenter's vampires, like the last movie that that uh, I can't even think I think you're all watching weird movies. That's why we're not going to the theater <laughs> together. 
Y'all are just horrible movie people. Like just no, everything about both of you. Just horrible, horrible movie people. It's not horrible. It's really good. You have to give some stuff a try. Well, I try. But well, I try within my bubble. You half try, though. What do you mean a half try? Because I, I still feel like you didn't give the Guardians a good try. You oh, just, my God. You just halfway bad. did it. She gave you the hard side eye there. I couldn't enjoy that third movie or the third part of the movie franchise or whatever when we went to go see it for Mother's Day because you're singing, <laughs> you're laughing at nothing. I'm laughing at funny things. Nelson, and I know this because I saw it out of the corner of my eye, both of y'all just kept staring at me. I saw it. <laughs> yeah, I kept looking at you. I saw it. I wanted to we see were, if he was asleep. Yeah, because sometimes it did sound like you were snoring. So I would look over like, did he fall asleep? But your eyes were open. So I'm I, like, what is he doing? I was watching him to see his reaction to you. <laughs> to me? <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. I was watching him to see his reaction to the movie. No, I didn't care what he thought of the movie. I knew he was going to hate it. I wanted to see how he reacted to you. Oh, my God. (laughs) I would have rather sat next to him. I should have sat next to him. You should have, but you needed to sit, I don't know, in the aisle for some reason. Regulate. Just be glad that she didn't have a problem with her contact, because that first movie we went to together, she did, and she turned the full phone flashlight on. You would have killed her. No coup. I mean, it was like across the the, the whole room. I no had coof. to take my contact out. Oh, my God. No coup. It was really bad. I only would do that in the case of an emergency. I've never seen anything like it in my life. But, like, you would you would laugh. <laughs> like, you can laugh. It's fine. It's a movie. You know, express yourself. But yours just didn't stop. It was like, ha, 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 ha. It was not that. I did not oh laugh God. like that. Like there were, it, there was a, it was there were like different parts. It was like a syllable. I felt like I had to laugh louder, so she wasn't the only one that loud in the theater. But she would laugh. She would laugh. And it was like, okay, so the Batista tells a joke, and if you're into the movie, it's funny. I get it, you know. So, <laughs> but and then you thought it was done. No, chair shot from behind. <laughs> and it was so forced and. Oh my God. I'm like, oh, you're doing this just to piss me off. I know no, you are. I was not. I know you are. I really like that movie. <laughs> I was like, it's not that funny. It's not that funny to you. No, there's no, well, there's nobody else laughing in the Nelson whole theater. Was laughing. Now, you know, I have to back him up on that. It was you and I doing the, the hardest laughing. He was laughing only because he didn't want you to be the <laughs> only one laughing. And I know that for a fact. Because I just said it 60 seconds ago. Listen. Because he just wrote me a letter. <laughs> hey, Jason, it's Nelson. You know, I was just oh laughing because God. Nikki D was laughing and I didn't want to embarrass her. Don't tell her it's Nelson, but I'm sitting to your left. <laughs> Sincerely, Foxtrot Nelson. I was not embarrassed. There are often times that I laugh at something no one else laughs at because I have an amazing sense of humor. And I got it from my dad, so I don't feel bad. Got it from her dad. Well, I know what's funny. No, that movie's not. There's nothing oh, funny in that movie. Oh, and don't even get me started on when she drinks and stuff on eight. No, I definitely didn't do that. <laughs> it's like, can you graze over there, please? It's popcorn. You can't quietly eat popcorn. Oh, and you had the oh, and then my pet peeve of people using their hands to eat popcorn. And you could see the shine on her fingers from all the <laughs> grease and butter, and she's wiping it on her face, looking like Miss Lippy from Billy Madison. And 
horrible. Anyway. All right. 916-909-0985. Would you like to know uh, some of the states in our fine United States that we live in, some of the favorite drunk food to eat? Yes, I would. I want to know what Nelson's drunk food is. Obviously, oh, mine too. is granola bars. <laughs> and I always get beat, up, get beat up for it. But it seems so dry. Here, do this. Write down what you think his drunk food is, and I'll oh. write down too. Let's okay. see if we can guess it. And we'll go through the other states here as well. All right, give us a second. It's the BS on 98 Rock. What do we got for uh, band class today? $50 gift card to. So, Lazy Dog. Lazy Dog. Yes. All right. So, if you're not familiar on Fridays at the end of the program or towards the end of the program, and you'll hear the imaging and the voice guy and everything. Uh, we'll play a song that you don't normally hear on 98 Rock, right? There's a reason why we're playing the song, which we tell you about afterwards. But if you're the first person to call with the artist, the title, and the year, then you win the $50 gift card to Lazy Dog. Absolutely. They're just that simple. Very, very simple stuff. Number one, drunk food for each state. Of course, all we care about right now is California and this is coming from just some random person that Googled this stuff. <laughs> All right. There's like no scientific website or, you know, resource behind it. It's literally some dude Googled it. All right. Kebabs. Weird. I've not had a kebab since I've been here. That's just weird. Like who goes like, oh, before I hit the head, I need a kebab. Like I wonder <laughs> if they're open late. Who? Who? Where do you get kebabs from? Well, I got a kebab shop that's just down the road from me, but Bob's that's kebabs. That's what it's called, kebab. It literally, the sign just says kebabs. <laughs> well, yeah. maybe that is it. You know, but I didn't see how late they're open. I'm is about that to a, see how late they're is open. Is that a California thing? It's a California thing. I don't know if it is a California thing, because it's like a Middle Eastern thing. Is there a high Middle Eastern population in California? I don't know. Like, I, I would expect there to be, like, a lot of Asian food out here, just because we're on that coast, you know, and we're so close to... I I've never craved a kebab in a drunken state Mm-mm. i've never mine was always but state. you do get what's available right that's why i wondered if they were open late so like in my drunken days you know it'd go out downtown orlando florida it would either be pizza at this place called planet pizza and then you'd eventually throw it up or a hot dog from the hot dog vendor would you throw to, that up to? Yeah, we would go good. to Crystal's. That's That was our late night spot uh, when we had been drinking, and we're going to go there and get the little burgers and fries. I miss Crystal's. <laughs> Chicken wings, number one in seven states, plus Washington, D.C. Grilled cheese is next. So number one is burgers for most of the country. Chicken wings, second. Chicken wings is another weird drunk food. No, because normally mm. wherever you are drunk, they have chicken wings, and you can just grab them. Yeah, but okay. not late, usually. Ho- okay, hold on. We need, we need to define this. What is a drunk food? You what? When I hear chicken wings, I'm drinking and in the process getting drunk mm-hmm. while I'm eating the wings. When you say drunk food, you've already had a good time and you're drunk. Now you're starving. You need drunk food. You're wasted. Yeah, I, I would go for wings. If there was some wings anywhere near me, if I was drunk, I'd want wings. But my question is, how how early are you wasted? Because most of the time, you got to get wings at best from a bar, right, that serves bar food, and they cut off the wings at 10 o'clock. Right. No, not everywhere. And it okay. takes a long time. Like, oh, it, you don't want to wait. <laughs> wings is a process, right? You know, <laughs> So it takes a minute. You want them extra crispy, and then it takes, you know, I want to get 10 wings. It's going to take you a minute to eat. Usually drunk food, 
Again, pound it. You yeah, you pound it because you want to go to bed. Well, it's a race to, before you pass out. They sell wings now though at Checkers, and they're open till two a.m. Oh, that is true. All right, that is true. Uh, breakfast food is number one in Nevada. Fish and chips is uh, the favorite in Arizona. Again, weird. I get breakfast food because you're going to go to the Waffle House. Oh, that's a good call. Hold on. Wait for it. Fried chicken is uh, number one in Louisiana. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Chinese food, number one in Jersey. Not so much. Mm. Pierogies, number one in Pennsylvania. Really? Mozzarella sticks, which is delicious. Number one in Delaware, of course. But nobody's getting drunk in Delaware. Or maybe everybody's <laughs> getting drunk. The best drunken late night restaurants, Taco Bell, number one, obviously. Followed by McDonald's, Jack in the Box, Waffle House, and Domino's. Waffle House for Nikki and I would oh be gosh. the go-to. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to Waffle House. I miss it so much. Well, you've replaced Waffle House with Mills. <laughs> well, oh, they're two totally different animals. Yeah, that's not same, same. <laughs> yeah, Mel's is more of a high-class establishment, according to Waffle House. But the Waffle House is set up to operate in a in a, an emergency, Listen, though. Listen, Waffle House is banging. All right, so during the break, Nikki and I swapped pieces of paper. We have not seen these. Nope. We'll do a Johnny Carson and put them up against our foreheads. <laughs> and we are trying to figure out what Nelson's go-to drunk food is. Okay. Considering I think I'm pretty accurate. That he's an off, alcoholic and drinks every night and day. Okay. I'm going to go first. Okay. Mm-hmm. You want me to write mine down so you know I'm not lying? No, oh. I believe you. Nikki D says burger, fries, and tacos. That's a lot. God. <laughs> he eats a lot. <laughs> I would say that would be the second place would be a Wendy's uh, Son of Baconator. With, I do eat a lot. Son of Baconator, no Nate, cheese, Nate with fries. Okay. Uh, a cup of chili and a, a small chocolate frosty, but that's second place. There's one. There's Wasn't he one. during the break just telling me he's like, man, I, I tried to lose weight all the time, <laughs> but then I get drunk and I go to Wendy's and have a son of a baconator. <laughs> but I don't get the full baconator. I get the sun. That's weird. That's like <laughs> Pettiburger, son of Pettiburger. All right, so there's a chance for me to nail number one. Yes, you're not gonna nail it with this. He said your your drunk food is Twinkies dipped in butter and chocolate, served on top of ice cream and pineapple upside down cake. I almost swore that sounds really good. <laughs> Am I close? No, you're not. <laughs> Plus, Twinkies haven't been the same since they came back. The recipe changed. Okay, I don't need a whole Twinkie. I know, I know, I know. No, it's a, 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 a like Nevada. I like a breakfast burrito from. It's got to be from the twenty four hour Mexican joint with like the stained menu. You know the one mm-hmm. that's like got a full menu all day long, and then they've got eighteen different breakfast burritos. Mm-hmm. So it's bacon, potato, sour cream, and cheese, mm-hmm. aka my tacos. Well, you know you're not supposed to eat after seven. I'm not probably supposed to eat. Well, this job kind of gets in that way. Yeah, it does. We you know, it kills me. Kills me. <laughs> I rush home to eat dinner, and it kills me. I'm like, what do I do now? I need to have a gap before I go to bed. So, like doing mornings for so many years, it's great. Right. You know, you'd have dinner at five thirty, five o'clock, six o'clock. Stuff you're in bed by eight. You let it digest. You don't get fat. Ugh, it's horrible. I've it's afternoon stuff for the birds. Five thirty. <laughs> you 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 got to stop eating late. Yeah, I do. He, I know, need to stop what, eating. You know when we when we moved here, <laughs> Nikki, what did he say when we moved here? He's going to do the Bailey boot camp. He did. He said he was going to do Bailey boot camp. He was going to get in shape and feel great. And he failed that miserably. I've lost thirty five pounds since I moved here. He went to the I gym twice. Here. You've lost thirty five pounds since moving. Thirty five pounds since I moved here. Yeah. Why? Wow. How? Because I listen. oh the money he spent. He oh. dropped money at wallets. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I've been buying things in British pounds. Yes, you are correct. 
He had notes. <laughs> Dang, you've lost more than me then. Yeah, 30. But I also weigh way more than you. So just like not eating a quarter of his, you know, a quarter less food. It'd be like a car more. with a quarter of less gas. gas. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, it's not, it's not as big a deal as it is. But it's still pounds? 35 pounds. Well, when you come to work with a trash can full of wine punch, it's not helping the it situation. It is strawberry sun-kissed. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Get it right. <laughs> I apologize. It's Hawaiian punch. What am I, six? Either. Well, you just talked about eating sun burgers, or petty burgers, or whatever. Yeah, son of Baconator. Son of a Baconator. <laughs> I didn't write the name. Wendy's did. My favorite, my favorite food truck is this white van. <laughs> Bunch of little kids around. So it's dark great. tinted windows. <laughs> Some reason plays ice cream music. <laughs> Rolls up. It's my favorite junk food. I, fi- I find it. I know where he's going to be at because I live right by the middle school. <laughs> and he's like, he's not like open for business, but if you go, he opens. <laughs> <laughs> You've been following me, <laughs> and it's cool, man. Because like he also gives candy. <laughs> it's so neat. <laughs> and he's dressed like a clown. This is funny, it's hilarious. All right, fourth and final round of uh, headlines. What do you got? Oh my gosh, the Supreme Court rules. <laughs> Don't do that and tell me to go. No, he's knocking on the van. <laughs> And then he tells me to do hey, the headlines. It's Nelson, man. You got one of those sons of a burger in there? You have a son of a sausage? I'd really... <laughs> Damn you, <What>? Wendy's. <laughs> what, what do you call that? Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The sixth grade sausage. Do you have any of those? <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no! Oh, oh my... Oh. What happened? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm going to tell you the Supreme Court ruled on Prince's photo, and I'm going to tell you what list Sack has landed on. All right, very oh. good. <laughs> was that you or her? That was me. Oh. <laughs> he was so excited. Oh, my God. I thought the truth of came out. All right, get your fourth and final round of headlines here in a minute. It's the BS on that hit rock. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines, read all about it, baby. Extra, extra. Headlines. Fourth and final round of headlines, Nikki D, please. The Supreme Court has laid the gavel down, 8-7. They're among Andy Warhol's most iconic portraits, the silkscreen images of Prince. When the musician died in 2016, Vanity Fair put one of them on its cover. The image was based on a 1981 photograph by Lynn Goldsmith. The Supreme Court ruled just yesterday in favor of Lynn Goldsmith. She basically was claiming that Andy Warhol had violated her copyright infringements by using that photo um, that they're talking about now that was put on the cover of Vanity Fair. Now, this is the second time this um, case is being seen in court because the first time they ruled in Andy's favor. But what it's called is the Fair Use Act. And there's four factors that have to be present to determine that you violated the copyright infringement. How long has Andy Warhol been dead? Oh, God, gotta be since the 70s, right? Yeah, since the 70s. And she she's suing somebody as dead? She is. She's suing like his estate, basically. But how long has this picture been around? Since 2016. Well, no, if he died in the 70s, it's been around for a minute. No, that's when the picture went on the cover of Vanity Fair. And that's what started the whole lawsuit thing. 
So I don't know why she didn't sue him maybe before then. But when Vanity Fair put those pictures out is when this lawsuit began. But she's saying those are her pictures. Though It is her picture. Oh, she took that original picture of Prince. And what he basically did was he took the image and kind of made it look like a cartoon. Now, he didn't die in the 70s. He was around in the 87. 80s. I just looked it up. Yeah. I was, I was just going to say because I remember seeing him do like stuff on MTV. and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was whatnot. 1987. Yeah, so he made the picture look like like a cartoon image. He and created this picture in 1984, or he stole her copyright in 1984. What did he die of? Drugs? He was an odd bird, wasn't he? Oh, he, he was the weirdest, yeah. He looked weird in all the videos and stuff that I saw of him, but yeah, the, the court has now ruled in her favor. Oh, so Well, good for her. Yeah. Okay, next story. Uh, SAC is being named as one of the best places ever, H8. Yeah, one thing I've learned living in Sacramento is that people who are from here love this city. We've spoken to neighbors, business owners, excited about that ranking, but a little bit concerned it could mean trouble for the area's housing market. The U.S. News and Rural Report ranked metropolitan areas in the country as best places to live. They chose 150 cities out of, you know, the country, and 14 of the cities were from California. And Sacramento hit the list. They were number 127 as best places to live. Of course, they based this on affordability, desirability, and the job market. And the reason why you hear her say in this clip that it makes people that's from here a little bit nervous is because if everybody tries to come flock here, then the prices are going to go up. Well, that's what's happening. Exactly. Everybody from San Francisco is getting out of Dodge. And they're moving over here because it's going crazy over there. Yep, so that's going to make the price of everything here go up. It's like, what are we, 127? Yeah, we were 127. And that's, that's the, you brag about that. I mean, they're on the list. It's on the list. They could have not been there at all. I know top five, <laughs> number five was Sarasota, Florida, where I grew up. And that's just not, you know, I, last time I went back, it's not as it's not as good as it was when I was there when I was, you know, growing up in high school and stuff like that. Right. Because it's become a little commercial. You know, MTV show has ruined it. You know, Siesta Key. But man, I tell you, that, you couldn't have, you know, probably those that grew up like on the <gasps> beach somewhere in California probably get it. But growing up on the beach, by the beach, you just can't beat it. You wake up in the morning. And it's hot outside, and you. But there's a breeze. You can smell the salt water, smell fresh cut grass. Get up, go to the gym, get some subway, go to the beach, play volleyball until like five. Maybe go to work if you had to. Maybe go to work. And I had the best job. I wore jean shorts and a tank top at this little bar and grill, and I was there for a couple hours. Got like twenty, thirty bucks, and I was happy. And then you go out afterwards and drink. Sleep in till t- I mean, it's just the best life. I can't relate. I never lived on the beach or been around to the, the beach. You've been to the beach. I've been to the beach, but I'm not really a beachy person. Nelson's a beach guy. He's a surfer. Mm-hmm. What? Can you really surf? No. No. Why would you believe anything this man says about I me? didn't believe that. <laughs> but, I mean, you have some hidden <laughs> talents. I didn't know you golfed. On the Missouri River? <laughs> you might have traveled. Belly boarding down the Missouri. You might have traveled. He's gonna Photoshop a picture of him in a wetsuit surfing <laughs> on the Missouri River. It would have to be two or three wetsuits stitched together. I don't know if they stretch that much. Uh fifty dollar gift card to Lazy Dog if you want it. Now here's the trick with band class, right? We do it every Friday at this time. We're getting ready to after you hear the commercials, you're the voice guy says band class and all that good stuff. Uh we're gonna play a song you don't normally hear on ninety eight rock. I need you, first person, to tell me the artist, the title, and the year. This one's pretty easy. Today's pretty easy. So here's what I tell you every Friday. Start lining up now. You'll be able to hear the song while you're on hold. 
and then we'll go from there, right? 916-909-0985. Problem is, is I think if you're on hold, you can't use your Shazam on your phone. No, no. you'd have to listen to, well, just listen to the lyrics and Google four lyrics. Don't even do that. I need you to know the song, all right? Oh. First person that knows it gets the $50 gift card to Lazy Dog. Uh, last minute calls, comments, concerns, always. Uh, you can throw those in there, too. All right, it's the BS on any run. As always, we appreciate you listening. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey, Nikki D. There's Nelson. Thanks for hanging out with us today, this week. We appreciate you. We do, we do, we do. On Fridays, we do uh, that goofy thing, band class, that we're in the midst of right now. We'll play a song that you don't normally hear on this fine radio station, 98 Rock. Uh, and there's a reason for it. You just got to give me the artist, the title, and the year. And in this case, for today, I got a $50 gift card to Lazy Dog. Love Lazy Dog. Love, 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 love. Nick in uh, Yuba City. What's the song? Yeah. Um, well, with some uh, <laughs> thinking about it really hard, um, it's going to be uh, Devil Inside by NXS. Mm-hmm. I think I came out in uh, 87. Very good. Nicely done. Yeah. There you go. Do you know why I picked that for today? Um, no idea. <laughs> it's the stupidest reason ever. <laughs> but it gave me a re- it gave me an excuse to play in excess. I've been on an in excess <laughs> kick, no pun intended, uh, right. for the last couple days. Today is National Devil's Food Cake Day. Ah, uh, okay. There you go. So if there I had go. my choice of in excess songs, I would not play Devil Inside. <laughs> I'd play Never Terrace, <laughs> Never Terrace Apart. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that, yeah. for sure. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, congratulations. You got a $50 gift card to Lazy Dog. We appreciate you listening. I want you to have a safe weekend, okay? All right, you too. Thank right. you. Yeah, man, hang on. Uh, it was released in October of 87. It was off the album Kick, which is an amazing album. Uh, then it was released as a single, February of 88. Uh, reached number two for two weeks on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, Michael Hutchins, the lead singer of NXS, passed away. Suicide, hanging, November 22nd, 1997. It's a hell of a way to go. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, you talk about one of, like, In Excess was such an, an interesting band. Um, they were huge and probably too fast too soon. And Michael Hutchins was the, you know, there are certain guys that are just born to be rock stars. He was born to be a rock star. Freddie Mercury was born to be an entertainer, mm-hmm. born to be a rock star. Scott Weiland was born to be a rock star, born to be an entertainer. Mick Jagger, same. You know, there's these people, he was cut from that cloth. Yeah, you can't see them doing anything else. Nothing else. Mick Jagger's not selling real estate. No. And and that's how they'd always been, even when they were a kid. Michael Hutchins was, uh, I mean, he was banging Kylie Minogue, uh, Belinda Carlisle. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, just he, he was the guy. And then it all came to an abrupt... Like and also, you're talking about a rock band that had heavy saxophone, yeah, it's not, and synth. Yeah, it's not often you can put all that together and still be rock, right? I mean, they had heavy sax, heavy synth, electric guitar uh, in that rock band. You know, and you always want like, and they put it together. There was no other rock band that had that sound to it, and they would be considered new wave, right? Yeah, I mean they're they're in the same class as a Duran Duran and and uh, uh, whatever New Order and, and and I think this band you know if Michael Hutchins wouldn't have died, 
uh, they could have done something. Then they tried. Remember that reality show? They came back and they hired the guy. Yeah, and, and they tried to do the journey thing where they replace Hutchins. And but they, it was a reality show, and it was very cheesy, and it oh. was very, very, very not good. Very not good. <laughs> very, very not, not good. good. Very not good. <laughs> well said. Very not good. All right. Well, that's band class for this week. So just gave me an excuse to play in excess. All right. Get out of here. Tomorrow, uh, starting at noon, but from 4 until 7, Nikki D and Nelson will be at Bruising the Burbs. Bruising the Burbs. Mm-hmm. Sunrise Marketplace. That's where we'll be. Food, drink, music, good times. Catch us at the 98 Rock Tent. Yeah, there you go. I will be celebrating my daughter's graduation back in Atlanta. My last trip to Atlanta. And then you guys got me here permanently. Like it or not. I think they like it. Yeah. Play some tennis tomorrow with the fellas. Play some tennis on Sunday with the fellas. I'm throwing a party Saturday night. Some old stomping grounds with the two percenters. And then we're going to rock and roll high school. You got a full schedule. And then I'm going to look like a businessman on Tuesday. I fly back and come right to the radio station. <laughs> that's how you roll. That's how business people do it. Mm. You know the people that fly all the time? That's Yeah, but that's like literally what you told me not to do. I know, but I had no choice. Fair. Daughter graduates on Monday. Also. and I'm, But I'm not uh, also flying, you know, Orville Air or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, I get you. Fly. You're playing oh, you're you're paying for a real ticket. back until Tuesday? Yeah, you guys got to do it on Monday yourselves. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't know what I was thinking. She'll be fine. I thought I was going home on Good luck with that. She'll be fine. I hope everything goes well. We'll be fine. Uh, Nikki, do you got anything before we get out? Happy graduation, Ariel. There you go. Nelson? She stole mine, so I'm just going to say, Wendy's, can we come up with a new name? Because Son of Baconator ain't popping. (laughs) (laughs) You're getting me out here looking like a kid with a van. Give us a follow on social media at Listen to the BS. Please subscribe to our YouTube at The Bailey Show. Get the Odyssey app and get our podcast there on TheBaileyShow.com. Look, uh, have yourself a great, safe weekend. I know you're going to be doing some drinking. I understand. I get it. If you've had too much, please do not get behind the wheel of a car. I've lost way too many friends like that. And we'll talk to you Monday at 3. And bye. That's enough nonsense for today. This has been The Bailey Show. One big award.